One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission, to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Today, guys, we have an absolute, another barnstorming treat for you. We have the man himself, Mr. Troy Candy. Now, this man here has not only set up iCandy Motorsports and, and blown that up in two states and across Australia, but he's also the creator and inventor of the snorkel, uh, which has been which has been a bit of an eye opener across Australia, mate. Like, how did how did you get into obviously create creating that for a start? Yeah, um, so pretty much like I followed this dude, uh, William Cribb, um, he's in New Zealand and he was like drinking, like every time we do a drink, he'd just hold it up vertical and he was calling it the snorkel and then, um, it was just like a thing, like everyone just would do it and sort of tag him and then, um, I, like I started posting it here and then I did it on Australia Day and then everyone started doing it and then it was funny because like, I don't know, it ended up in like um australia day party and daily mail like write-ups on it about like just like partying and then they mentioned the snorkel and shit and we're just laughing like how funny like in two days it literally went viral and like i was getting tagged in thousands of snorkel videos and shit and then anyway um this kid sent me a video of him uh like he like did a bong and drank the water (laughs) and i was like what the fuck but then I watched I watched it again I'm like fuck look how quick the drink went down yeah. and I, mean, I was like the bong hose must have let um, <laughs> air in to like get it out I was like what the fuck so I started like just yeah looking up um, bits and pieces and um, pretty much found sort of something like that but it was it's like a uh, it was pretty much a bong but just got rid of all like the cone piece and all that and then just changed it literally just to go on and then drink and then yeah just kept refining it and shit until it like it worked mad and then i mean i, I mean we're going to talk about this later on in the podcast and obviously you've you've gone and created this and obviously got it manufactured and created a massive business out of this yeah and that's the first thing that obviously put you on my radar to get you on the podcast yeah so i just wanted to obviously get you a little little bit of an explanation at the start about that before we obviously and i said to myself okay if this is what this guy does and he's created this and it's gone massive it's like i want to find out a bit more about you and find out about how he started and all the journey of it yeah because Obviously, you, you got started in Melbourne just like tinkering with cars and, and messing about with them in your mum's garage, right? But how did you build that into what, what became like iCandy Motorsports? Like how did that all come about? Um, pretty much just uh, I've always been into cars since I was a kid. Um, so naturally, just found myself playing around with cars. Um, pretty much just turned into like me learning i had to learn to do the shit myself because kept getting defects from police for like say too low or too loud and then i kept paying people to change the suspension change the wheels change the exhaust then i changed it all back and then i get defected then i'd bring it back and i was like i can't can't keep um like paying for this so my old man was a mechanic so he just showed me how to do it and then started into mates just sort of saying hey bro can you clear my defects like change my wheels change that so that's all i used to do is just clear people's defects like just they just pay me to like and then i end up leaving like standard wheels standard exhaust standard springs i had it yeah so yeah. then when they got defected for too long all that i'd just be like yeah i've got the springs i got the i've got some standard wheels bang it all on they'd go change it and then 
take it back. And then, um, yeah, I was like just doing that for ages, lowering and raising cars and doing that. And then um, on the side, I started because I accumulated so many spare parts and shit. Um, just started getting like cars that were cheap and then I just slam it chuck some rims on and then put it back on like gum tree yeah yeah, yeah spinning cars like just literally like flipping them yeah yeah just buy them sell them buy them sell them like ones that I knew were like half decent and cheap and then I know I could make them look sick and then people were just buying them and then yeah pretty much doing that saving money um, I was doing like uh, obviously lowering people's cars and that um, for like just cash flow weekly in between like selling cars so, so when you started doing this, did you, from from the moment like you were tinkering around in your mum's house, have you always done this as like a something for, for a swap, like time for money, doing it kind of thing? Is it something that you always started with? Was cars, or did you ever have a job previously? Um, so at the start, I wasn't even charging people. I was just like just doing it for my mates, just to help out, or I'd say get me a slab or whatever, and then they'd they'd get like I got to a point where I had like. 20 slabs I'm like fuck I'm gonna have to start like just <laughs> tell them give me like 50 bucks you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but before that I was in like um, graphic design and um, and working at Autobahn selling car audio gear I'd, n- I'd never picture you as a graphic designer <laughs> like, I never would yeah no I loved it like I love I like I still it's coming real handy I still use Photoshop Illustrate all that make my logos and um, always editing flyers and doing shit like that so it did, did come in handy it wasn't a waste um and then I went into Autobahn um, and I was working at Hogs Breath Cafe in the kitchen. Um, I can't cook for shit, but just cleaning <laughs> dishes. And, <laughs> I don't know, just trying to look Mate, busy. <laughs> I, I just can't, I can't imagine you actually doing much in the kitchen. Yeah, no. like, I, can't, I can't imagine you were, you were the most productive worker. No, not, 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 not in the kitchen, that's for sure. Um, and then Autobahn was all right because like, it was around cars, so at least I had like You an had an interest in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just selling car audio and stuff. Um. Anyway, then yeah, moved into the flipping cars, doing that. Cause the point, too many cars in the driveway. Mum cracking it, parts everywhere. She's like, sort of go get a um, a factory that you can do it from. And then <clears throat> I didn't want to do it because I was like, I was too much stress, and like I I never did business courses, never did, and wouldn't even know what GST was back then. Like, and how, and how old were you at this point? Ah, uh, shit, I would have been maybe twenty. Twenty, yeah, yeah. Um, but. I don't know I ended up just having a massive think about it and I found like it's cheap as it was like 250 a week and I was like fuck if I just do at least just a few jobs you one car yeah. yeah I know I can like pay rent so then um, yeah I just went in did it needed to think of a business name and uh, me and my mates made the eye candy motorsports like door banners for our cars before it was even a business we just wanted something cool down the side like, of the door yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. for like our little group sort of thing and I was like fuck I may as well just use that like everyone loves the name and stuff so Registered the business, made a Facebook page. Um, so that year I got in at Facebook when, when it was peaking. There was no such thing as algorithms and shit like that. There was no such thing as You just had ads. organic reach. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the page blew up to like 50,000 followers in like first year, I think. And um, I had to get out of that factory, move into a bigger one and went to Dandenong. Um, and then, yeah, like that first year was crazy. Learned so much about business. Um, learned so much about marketing had heaps of trouble with like the police with like hanging out the front of the shop and like defecting minor customers cars and like just heaps of drama so I left Karim Downs went to Dandenong sort of start fresh um, and then I was in that factory for a year and then outgrew that so then went to another one in Dandenong that was a lot bigger 
newer premises. Um, and then we started, yeah, just growing the team, making bigger and bigger. And then 2015, I think, uh, we went to back to Cam Downs in like a yeah. really big new facility, which is what we're still currently in. Uh, that was a huge move because it was just like, yeah, well over the budget and it was at the time I thought it was massive like we'll never feel it when you say over the budget what what kind of what kind of money were you ch- chucking um, out it was like six grand a month yeah um, it's a so big I've commitment isn't it for, for a commercial spent premise plus staff you know yeah yeah so and the first one was a thousand bucks a month so it um but uh, I needed to I didn't need to but I wanted to get into more exotic cars and stuff like that so like when you're getting some guy to drop off his Rolls Royce and he rocks up to this like shit old factory in the back of Dandenong yeah yeah he's yeah. a bit like you know is that when you're trying to accentuate it from just doing like Holdens and, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff to, to moving into these more higher end cars yeah 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 so um, that was a huge part for it when we moved there rebranded the website all new uniforms um, even our work quality was the same and the, the guys working for me were more than capable of doing it it does get to a point where it, image counts like you know whether yeah. you can do the job or not whether they see your work on Instagram and Facebook and go fuck yeah it looks sick if they come down and no one's in uniform and the joint looks like a bit shit it's still enough to like yeah. lose the job so people yeah. people people look at how you look after your factory and look after and how your staff present themselves because they want to know that you're going to look after this $300,000 car yeah exactly like, it's pretty important isn't it yeah so that was a big thing revamp that make over the business um, so that was 2015, 2016. Um, and then, yeah, we did start getting some nice cars. I hit up a um, – I reached out to Car Rental Joint in Melbourne. Yep. Offered them some cost price wraps for their rentals for, like, you know, Glados and Ferraris and shit. Um, and they were happy with it. So we got, that was, like, our first ones. And then um, – because I remember seeing that you, what, what I think one of the turning points for you, especially when you're wrapping exotic cars, was when the Candyman wanted his uh, car wrapped. Yeah, on it. so I hit him up too, um, offered him like cost price wrap. Um, didn't even hear back for like six months, maybe longer, and then they randomly just got a call from his like PA and just said, "Yeah, when can you do it? Can you come up here?" Um, so he did his event to doing like the chrome gold, which was sick. Like. Um, that was like definitely the wildest job we've done. Um, so that was good. And then he also got... Does it make you nervous though, knowing... Because obviously you're not wrapping it yourself. You're obviously your staff wrapping it. Yeah. Um, does it make... Do you ever sit there and think to yourself, fuck, if this goes fucking wrong or we scratch a panel, we're fucked? Um, so back then I was wrapping, um, and but my brother was like, he's better than me. So I just sort of went up here, gave him a hand doing it. Um, but... I knew he was more than capable, like whether it was a thousand dollar car or a million dollar car, like he could rap. Like, yeah, the boy know, could rap. So yeah, yeah. I knew that was no problem. It was more like, um, especially dealing with someone like that. You know, I had met him, didn't know what he's like, didn't know what his expectations were, didn't know like anything. And then, you know, you message from a company and you rock up and you're like, I was old, been like 25 or something. And then you start to think, like, fuck, they're going to judge me, this young dude, tattooed, like, you know. And, um, but that's the only thing I was worried about, is just like. The first impression kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. But no, he was stoked, just came, picked up the car, was like blown away. He's like, fuck, this is awesome. Like, you know, love it. And 
easy as that. And, and tagged you on the social and all that stuff. Yeah, ended up um, ringing up like a week later and saying, can you come do all the cars? So like, did like, we wrapped his G-Wagon, Bentley, um, Harley, fucking, I don't know, yeah, Ferrari, like even his dad rocked up while we were wrap, wrapping the cars and said, oh, can you wrap my, uh, my Merch Largo? So wrap that and... Um, Fucking hell! It's, that was, it's, it soon soon spirals. Then once you start doing one big name, it starts to all come through, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that definitely helped. Um, and I think probably at that stage, I met um, Chris. Uh, so he that's com- Chris Shell. Sh- yeah, Shell. Yeah, he come in to my shop. I didn't know him. He just referred to a mutual friend. He had like a G wagon. Um, and he rocked up on like red peas in like this brand new G wagon. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then this guy, this guy's got some cash. Yeah, and then uh, he brought in a mate with a hurricane that we did matte black, um, and that was at the transition of moving into the new factory. So it was perfect. I just looked after him just to be able to put photos of their stuff up. So at this stage, I pretty much did like the car rental joint, the supercar rental joint, Candyman's, Chris and his mates, couple of mates' cars, just. Um, it's giving you some good high end content though. Yeah, in, heavily in reduced, but yeah, yeah. Um, not going backwards, but just enough to pay the boys' wages and shit. But it was really building like it upped our content huge, um, which was good. I ended up getting like becoming like we made a really good friendship through work with Chris, um, and then it's like one of the things you know mates and mates seeing. They bring their cars in or, you know, someone with a Lambo sees another Lambo get wrapped and then it's, like, reassuring. They're like, oh, okay, if they do it on that one, they can do it for mine. Um, so that really, like, got our, like, portfolio up, redid the website, helped with all the new new look, new images, business cards, everything. So that that's where the, – and then the business has just sort of been growing from then. Um, we got into, like, 2017, we did our first, like – uh, I got approached by uh, this bloke Matt from Flash Market. He's like reached what, what, out. What a Flash Market! Uh, so he's got a um, he's like an app development company, but his Flash Market was like a it's like a um, pretty much like a, you can put anyone can put their any businesses can put their stuff on their local buyers and stuff right, okay, like yeah, deals yeah. like Flash yep. deals and stuff like that. Um, and he reached out and he said, "Oh, you know, you've got such a good following. I reckon you could." Um, do a car giveaway and I was like what do you mean he's like you know imagine everyone just pays a certain amount of money into the ticket and he knew um, right at the stage he didn't know a charity but he ended up reaching out found some charities and they were doing the old school way like leaving a prize in a shopping centre yeah 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 and, and and people just buy tickets but you were, you were thinking oh, okay I'll do this through social yeah yeah and he's like you know I didn't understand what he meant but he had he could vision it pretty good Um so it was like 2017 and that was like probably because at that stage we had all the like cool jobs coming in had everything but we didn't have the best public image we still looked at like young hoons yeah so that was sort of why I was inclined to get on board and I'm like you know this could be really cool like so so you've had to really reposition the brand right away from day dot because you didn't probably start off with the forethought maybe of of what it's going to be day one so you had to really reposition as you've gone along yeah like oh like you know i've had like sam newman bringing his brand new lambos and stuff and like when i was starting there's no way in how i'd ever think that you know i'd be like doing shit to say sam newman's event at all and shit like that so that wasn't even a 
I didn't structure anything for that. Even our logo, I changed. You, you were just a young lad chasing your passion, weren't you? At yeah. The end of the day. Yeah. Even our first logo was like a silhouette of a girl um, with eye candy. It was sort of like a sexy silhouette of a girl, like obviously more for like younger dudes to look at. Got sort of phased that out. I still got it, but the main logo is like an ECM. It's just clean. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any like goal towards getting the dudes in Lambos and stuff like that. So yeah, really changed it all. But then we still had that like, I don't know, I guess some people thought we like rat bags, whether it's someone had an eye candy sticker on their car and they've been a rat bag or whatever they've heard or, you know, even me when I was like first opened at like when I was 20, like, you know, I was just like, Doing skids on the streets everywhere, and yeah, because like, there was there was a big there was a big kick off with the police, wasn't there? When you did like a you did did this skid video outside the front of your factory, wasn't it? Uh, in my factory, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and what did, wasn't there a bit of a police altercation on the back of doing that? Yeah, so I did a um, skid nomination thing where I sort of um, did a skid, and then I nominated two people to do a skid, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I'll film it in my own factory, so I can't get in shit. But you, but 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 other people weren't doing it in a safe environment, were they? On no. the back end of you doing it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then they had to sort of set an example because it went on the news and shit like that. So then they came down, like arrested me, and um. So you got you got arrested for doing a skid on private property. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds pretty illegal to me. Yeah, oh, it's fucking crazy. I got, did it get thrown out? Well, I was too young and dumb to get a solicitor. I used like legal aid, <laughs> <laughs> so I got like smashed i got my car impounded i got i didn't even know what i pleaded guilty to but i found out like five years later that i pleaded guilty to a criminal charge so i didn't even get done for traffic i got done for criminal act of endangering lives which is like (laughs) really bad like it's (laughs) fucked me up so many times like couldn't get into some countries of like applying for licenses for certain shit can't get it like it's yeah. fucked and, that, and, and if there's a lesson in here for anyone listening to this podcast is like you know if you're gonna if you do get into any trouble like at least get the proper protection to obviously defend yourself oh 100% otherwise because getting a criminal charge against yourself for fucking skidded in a private factory yeah on your own land is pretty fucking harsh to be honest yeah and on top of that it was uh, you know looking back 1500 bucks in I was like fuck that and now I'd like pay fifteen hundred. I'd pay fucking fifteen grand to fucking wipe that off my name. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, definitely. And like, it was only because I was just like, it was just a burnout. So like, how bad can it be? But this was like, but because you got that following and you'd built that Facebook page up and Instagram was popping off for you, then like you sharing it, and then like maybe how many, how many, how many other people joined into this movement? Like, was it thousands or hundreds? Or- um, the video went very viral. I like, got thousands and thousands of shares um but yeah it's i guess i just underestimated like what the police can charge you with over something stupid no to me no matter what other people did like i just thought i haven't i know i've done it in my shop whatever i like i think i think though with the right legal team i think that would have carried i just think you had the wrong yeah that's what i mean so that's why i just think oh I won't get anyone. Like, who cares? It's just a skid. How bad could it be? So, yeah, I guess that's another message is, like, definitely if you don't know what you're getting charged for, you really need to look into it. You know, I just thought, yeah, I'll plead guilty, lose my license three months. 
Yeah, 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 because you were looking short term. But I was like, fuck it. I just can't be fucked. I don't want to get legal. I just, I can't be fucked with ongoing court case. I just want to go in, put my hand up. Yeah, I did it. I didn't even know I was pleading guilty too. So, um, there's, 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 there is, and I, I always used to think the same way as you, right? In in regards to like people, why don't they just box it off as quick as they can? But it's, it's when you look at these big companies getting getting charged or trying to find them billions they, they'll take them through the court process as long as fucking possible yeah. and spend thousands and thousands doing it millions doing it because they're trying to drag it out to the best outcome yeah like and they're perfectly will, willing to do that yeah and kind of us as single men like young men we think oh no, no no fuck that we want to box it off as quick as possible sometimes that's not the best way yeah oh definitely not like now i know more and shit but um shit happens and big big lesson learned but, but on the other side of the coin mm. i think that that probably popped you off to another level of of it was good like it was, it was branding it probably wasn't the right branding but it's probably branding all the same you know yeah that's a big thing with like my branding no matter what's happened like being on fucking the current affair or being on like sunrise and like not for good things yeah um it all ended up in the favor like pages grew followers grew um people- what, what was it you ended up on current affair for um, so they came to say, oh, we want to interview you on your like charity work and do a segment on like charity. Uh, and then they came and, they, and I was like, fuck, did. yeah, all right. And then stupid me. And then he started just saying like, oh, why'd you put a jet ski in the pool on a straight day? Could you have killed someone and all this shit? And I was like, what the fuck's this got to do with charity? But then like, by the time I said, oh, don't worry about it. I don't want to do the interview. It was sort of too late. Like we talked a bit and then they had enough to twist it. Mini yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sure enough, like the next night, it's like Australia's loosest bogan takes straight A for a joke. Like, so how did you go about getting a jet ski into a pool? <laughs> like, um, I think it's one of the things, you know, when you're pissed, everything's just a good idea. <laughs> and then it wasn't a plan and we just were getting pissed and then, we're just like, fuck, let's get Jessica in the pool. We had like, I think it was like 10 of us. Like, cause it wasn't a little stand up. It wasn't even a spark. It was like a full blown. It was a full, yeah, yeah. I see the video. It's like a full blown, <laughs> full blown, like 12, 14, 15 grand jet ski or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We all just dragged it through and chucked it in. And yeah, it was good at the time. And then I but, didn't even think about it when I posted it. Cause I was using Snapchat back then. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I deleted yeah. it now. But I just remember my Snapchat views went like, Spastic, like heaps of people must have sent it to other people. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like whatever it was, it was like ten times more my normal view. Yeah, ten times like, more normal reach. Yeah, yeah. So I like put a video up on Facebook, and then it went. Like, have you had a lot of success with the Snapchat as a channel? Like, for, for I got rid of it years ago, like because I got so much shit going on. Someone asked me a question, and then they'll I'll answer it, and they'll reply, and they'll go, like, "What were we talking about again?" Like. Cause yeah, because yeah, like, it disappears. Yeah. Like, well, hey, bro, can you lower my car next week? You're like, yeah, bro, blah blah. And then I'll ask something, ask back, and then I won't book it in. And then, he, and then they rock yeah, up yeah. and they're like, bro, you told me. I'm like, when? Yeah, oh, yeah. I try to look back for it, and it's gone. And yeah, I just got over it. So that's not really good for what you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to do. Well, people just like, I don't know why they just forget to just call the shop, book in, do the processes. Sometimes they just reach out to me on my socials. Which is not good because I'm usually like on the go checking my socials and then I just go yeah I'll sort it and then and then you f- I forget and, yeah because because like even even when we when we when we did this right like when we put this podcast in like obviously yeah. like we, because you're so busy you can get wires crossed on time and it's like oh, yeah 100%. and not, it's like because you are so busy like you have to if you're going to book in a car with you you can't just fucking expect to DM you yeah when you got forty lads that work for you yeah you know what I mean what was the um so what when how long had you had the big shop in Melbourne before you decided to move it to the Gold Coast 
um, I guess we're going back to where we were. Is that like sort of twenty seventeen? I really wanted to focus on fixing up the name with all the negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Media started joined up with Matt. Did these? Did this first raffle, um, which was like blew me away. It was a huge success. Like, um, I think we raised like one hundred and twenty grand in maybe four weeks or something, which was like I bet they didn't report that, did they? Spastic, nah. Um, and then so we started doing more and more. We got to like the point where we're doing like 800 grand in a week um and and these there's some of the, some of these raffles we did more in a week than the charity was doing in a year or longer um so it was awesome i met heaps of cool people we started raising money for like the farmers in the droughts floods uh fires wildlife like centers where they yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, were looking after like you know it was awesome like the media we did get some good media coverage um on like the news and stuff with like the gippsland bushfires the farmers that it really like did help and now still to this day helps with that double-edged like oh he's loose and reckless but like, but he's got a good heart. He's got, yeah. And the shit I'm doing isn't like criminal shit. Like I'm not you, dealing you, you drugs just, or bashing people yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff. It's just getting caught up with like dumb shit, like a skid or something. Like, yeah. Like realistic, like it's not illegal anywhere else. Like it's think, just in here. Like the shit I'm doing, say in America, yeah. I wouldn't have even had a fine now. Like it's just the shit I'm doing is just so petty, but it's still... In Melbourne, I, I think a lot of it's to do with like, uh, say, say you did something today, and the police would have a problem with you, but but not because of what you did today, but because of what you did in the past. Yeah. So they've got a pre, they've got a preconceived idea. Yeah. Of Troy from then. And well, that's why it, moving up PR has helped heaps. Like it's just like a fresh start. Just just get just get you out there out that kind of scene. Yeah, I've had heaps of run-ins with the police up here, and they've they've been sweet. Like. They've come to the shop, introduced themselves. They've been pulled over. They just check everything, check license. Yeah, all good. Whereas like Melbourne, it was like even if I wasn't doing anything wrong, just got to the stage where like there he is, fuck this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. come here. <laughs> because if they can pull you over and they can find some, one little defect with your car, you know, yeah. they can ping you. It's it, it, it's it's a good little um, scalp to take in the office, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I've seen I've been pulled over here where cars they like if they wanted to be pricks, they could have done shit. Yeah, but yeah. like I've just been driving, doing the right thing, talk to them nicely. And yeah, and they're just, not they're not defecting you know? for, for the size of your wheels or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, moving up here was a fresh start. Got rid of that. Um, so I only moved up here probably what was like October last year, and that was just because of COVID. I just got it was just dragging on so long in Melbourne. So, <clears throat> so did it when you got locked down in Melbourne f- for you? Did it really affect your business? Yeah, huge. And because at that time, I had, Troy Candy had started on all the snorkels had started. Um, I, I once again, didn't plan on any shit. So, like, all my business structure is really bad. Like, all my entities and, and trusts and all that, really bad. Um, but long story short, we got cut from, like, JobKeeper and all that because I was earning money online with, like, ECM Label. Yeah. You know, all, all this stuff. So, got cut from JobKeeper, didn't get rent relief, like, nothing. So, like... You know, I was losing like thirty grand a month in like wages and and rent and power and 
fucking work safe bills and insurance and yeah because um, that, that work safe down in melbourne's pretty fucking expensive isn't it like it's insane because because i remember when, when i used to I don't, I don't i don't know if you know my story but years ago i used to be a shop fair right yeah and i remember working in melbourne mate and honestly those union sites are fucking ridiculous like it, it, the amount of stuff that you you kind of paperwork you have to fill in yeah and it's no wonder um why it's why melbourne and victoria is such a nanny state because you it'd be so hard to have a business there and to make money yeah just from you have to turn over such a fucking volume to be able to make the money don't you yeah it's insane um so that's why i sort of like when all that was going on and everyone just kept saying oh two more weeks two more weeks i went from like february march like june and then we're like getting into august or something and i was like did the lockdown start in january so uh, like end of Feb, I think we started locking down, and like our lockdowns weren't like other states where it was like you can still go do this. Like it got to the stage where you weren't allowed to leave the house for longer than an hour. If you go to do the groceries, like you couldn't even go with your missus. One person had to stay at home. One person go there. Yeah, you weren't allowed to leave past seven pm or eight pm or something. It was just like it's like you're in the war. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was yeah. fucked. And it, and it was like turned Melbourne really like I don't know eerie and like. I felt sick like everyone's rugged up in masks people are arguing you can wear a mask you can't you shouldn't be out you go in everyone's turning everyone on each other it was just shit like I was just like this is fucked work's fucked everyone here's fucked like I'm get, I'm, I need I'm something gone. new yeah. I need something new and then like everyone's like fuck that you got to quarantine I'm like fuck that's a small price to pay to like get get out of here and um, I mean looking back now like Melbourne was in lockdown stage 4 just last week that's like six months later after moving here they're still doing these ridiculous locked like heavy as lockdowns for, for like and, and you're talking about like one or two people here one or two in, people in the whole were, in the whole country i think they like come from international tennis players or something that they yeah so like their system doesn't even make sense they're so strict but then they let people come in from overseas and then it happens and then everyone gets punished for it like yeah so yeah i moved up here um fresh start awesome heaps of networking meeting all new content meeting new people um you know catching up with like jackson doherty shami yeah uh, luco and like just all dudes that i've never actually met um obviously have similar you have a similar kind of followership in, in terms of like these boys create these kind of mad videos and mad content that obviously yeah. goes out and it and they make they make good um facebook videos and all this kind of stuff that of doing mad shit but yeah. like it's, it's shit that people want to go onto facebook and they want to be entertained yeah especially if they're fucking locked down in melbourne yeah like exactly they need, to, they need some they need to smile at something don't they yeah so and then even like i just worked out like just everyone's up here like even just like all nitro circus boys like pretty much anyone who's like working for themselves seems to be up here so the networking went really good like met heaps of people ideas fresh content did like heaps of new stuff um there's no like there's no places to drift or or whatever in melbourne like yeah you know, there's like archerfield queensland raceway there's like lakeside there's just so many events and stuff jet skiing like the sun's always out like you know everyone's on boats jet skis at island park at wave break and tipplers and so like the whole i feel like almost like it's like a full new life like you, you you've kind of reinvented yourself yeah there's just so much to do so much to learn so many new people new restaurants to go to instead of going the same shit every week like it's it's honestly been like the best thing that we've done and then because of all the fresh content obviously our e-commerce just boosted heaps because had new parties like out doing snorkels and 
um, ECM label, meeting up with like people doing photo shoots. Like we couldn't even organise shoots for our clothes and stuff. I, I, I saw you on Pele's boat party the other week. Yeah, yeah, like, stuff yeah, like that. And mates like, with Pele and that, and um, yeah, he did a boat party with you, didn't you? Like, yeah, it's, it's like where would you do that in Melbourne? No, you couldn't. Like, and even if you did, you'd book it in, and it'll be ten times the price because there's only like one or two boats in Melbourne, and then you'd get to the day and it would fucking rain, and then. Then we'd be in lockdown. It just wouldn't happen. Like, yeah. just there'd be something. There'd be something there that would stop you. Stop it going ahead, wouldn't there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's been sick. And then, like, because I moved up here, um, you know, I got like, you know, say jet ski and dirt bikes or bikes and cars and shit. I was like, fuck, I need a, I need a factory to store them all because I normally store them all in. Oh, Melbourne. so you, so you didn't move up here then to start a factory? No, no. So you literally, you literally just moved away to get away from the lockdown. And the, and the police said they were getting, getting real bad in the end, like literally just parking in my driveway and like waiting for us to get home and just harassing my missus. Like every time I was out, they'd just go see her and like try and question her about like just the dumbest shit. Like we're literally in stage four lockdown where you can't even leave five k's your house and they were driving because we lived really, we moved really far out, like down there. To try and get away from all these issues. Yeah, yeah. we moved down to like Portsea Way, like fucking, there's nothing out there. Um and they're like coming out and like questioning her like hey was this you driving this car on this day and like just dumb shit like the car had done nothing wrong like it might have been a burnout in an industrial area on a weekend at like night time like just yeah, yeah, yeah. not even not a, even not consequential even a, to you yeah. not even in a skid meet nothing like literally like just the dumbest shit I'm like these guys are so bored maybe because of lockdown there was like no crime because everyone was in at home and like I don't know, but it was just getting... They were just taking the piss. So I literally just moved just to get away from that. And then I was up here and I was like, fuck. I didn't think about it. I'm like, where the fuck am I going to keep like all the... Even just somewhere where I need to change tyres, change wheels, work on my car. Like, So I was like looking at factories and then um, I was like, fuck. Um, I'm going to be... This is going to cost me like the same amount as a house just to store my shit. I was like, fuck, maybe I should... And I need to get shit done. Like, just sometimes I want, like, a black roof on my cars or, like, bits and pieces. And, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I don't want to go to another app shop because then they'll be like, oh, I can't just come here to get shit done. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, Even yeah, though yeah. I couldn't. And I didn't want to send my cars down every time I get shit done. So I was like, fuck, maybe I just opened, like, a really small mini, small. mini ECM. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, Um. So, and then I was like, no, nah, I can't be fucked. Like, I can't run it. Like, I've just... I'm, I'm at my capacity. I've got few other businesses going on i've got this like candy nation platform that i'm opening i've got like um troycandy.com ecm label i can't even i was like capped and then i was like talking to my mate sean who owns um black diamond tinning yeah and he's been up here his whole life knows the ins and outs um he's super driven super switched on and i was like bro if we were to do like an ecm do you want to would you go halves with it and like um you know, we'll do something together, but you run it and I'll just just use my branding and I'll just keep it busy. And he was like, sort of like a bit of a, not serious at the start, but then started like getting really, I'm like, look, I'm going to have to get a factory regardless. So we started just sitting down and putting our heads together and then, yeah, we um we come up with it, the name, the ECMGC, all new logos, new entity, like everything. Um, and then we haven't even still officially opened we just posted like i just posted a thing on my instagram saying photo of me and sean the shop going look we got something cool coming yeah just like that photo literally that was like i can't remember it was like december or something maybe november 
Um, we've been booked out every week since then. We're still booked out for like another month in advance um, with no phone number, no website, no... You've not even got a website? No. <laughs> so just, how are you booking these people in? People message me on Instagram like, bro, like I know you're not open yet, but can you just, can you get my car done and can you do this? And That's amazing. That, that, that is the power of social media right there, isn't it? Yeah, and that's like why we haven't fully opened yet because instead of like doing the shop up and putting in hoist and doing all our lighting and... So you've not even done any You've not put hoisting or nothing No No It's just like We've just been like Head to the ground wrapping And all the jobs have been super cool Like Did Jackson's Matt Black Lambo yeah, Did Shami's yeah. Matt Black um, Evoke that he's given away um, We've done like All these like You know Because that's a Shami Uncut prize isn't it yeah yeah, yeah yeah And then done like All these bright pink AMGs Bright green Like blue Like just really cool jobs That I'm like fuck I, just, I can't turn it down Let's get it in Let's yeah, get it in yeah, yeah. Let's do it um, But it's working out good Like we're still just Chipping away at the shop But just making sure We get the work done um, So when do you reckon You'll announce If she's opening I don't know I want to like Get it really like Pimped out And then have like A cool little Launch night Maybe with like we'll Drop like A bit of our own merch Like some ECMGC merch Just for like The Gold Coast Or Queensland people Yeah um, Have like an open night With some fresh merch Have all the cars there Like have some music Like have like a cool little you know function um so i want to do it all properly so i just want to maybe hopefully in the next month it'll be awesome um so yeah that's how that sort of came about and uh it's been the best thing like being able to get all my cars wrapped when i buy a car up here let's get it wrapped yeah, done yeah. straight away like I, i'm i sound like a brat but i just can't have a stock car like literally i've brought um a c63 Merc, um, Merc, Merc. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I haven't even driven it. Like it's fully stock, and it's literally just. And you st- won't drive it because it's fully stock. Yeah, like it sounds fucking bratty, but I'd actually rather like a, a, a way shit a car that's like done pimped, up, pimped out. Yeah, 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 like. But that's just me. I'm just like. So who 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 kind of inspires you in this industry? Like, for, do you do you look at rappers and 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 people from other countries that do shit? I mean, have you heard of like Yanomai's in the UK and seen what they do? Yeah, I went over and met him in twenty sixteen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, went to his shop and we had a mutual friend, so he gave me a lot of time. Took me through a tour in his shop. Um, actually, taught me a lot. Uh, so I restructured my business. So, how, so what what was it that he taught you that made you restructure? Break, um, break it down for me. So, I guess the, like one of the biggest things that I was doing wrong. Um, so, I guess if there's any other rappers listening, they might they might pick up on this too. But I just pretty much had dudes like prepping the car, cleaning it, wrapping it, and putting it back together. Ah, uh, right. And Yanni taught you that you got to have people doing separate jobs. Yeah, he's like, what? He's like, anyone can clean a car. Why have you got these highly skilled, hard to find vinyl wrappers cleaning cars? Like, yeah. So he showed me his production line, like literally car comes in, gets cleaned, next bay, yep. dismantler, because anyone could sort of clean. Yeah. Then you you got panel beaters, but they're, they're still um, heaps easier to find than vinyl wrappers. wrappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the panel beater was pulling it apart, everything. Um, and then the vinyl wrapper was wrapping it. And then goes back to the panel beta and then back to the cleaner for like a final. So he, t- he taught you to plug in systems to your business to make it more of a conveyor belt, more of a like yeah. just in time model where you're going through the fact where it goes, where the car goes through the factory and through the process. Yeah. Well, and then when you stand back and look at it, the vinyl wrapper is literally just vinyl wrapping. wrapping nonstop. 
Yep. Not, no breaks, no nothing. He's just like vinyl wrapping. And then when you work out what the vinyl wrapper is earning you per hour, yeah, it makes sense. Like, why would I have him cleaning a car when... was? I bet the fucking switch in your head when he told you this. I, I was actually looked at it. I was still back and like, how the fuck have I, like, not even just worked this out for myself? Like... Because it seems so obvious from, from the... When you say it to me like that. Yeah. But I'm sure if I started a vinyl wrap shop tomorrow... I'm sure I would have the boys doing everything as well. Well, you just think, why am I going to put someone else on? Yeah. Like another wage when this vinyl app is capable of pulling apart the car, cleaning it, putting it back together. But that's, but, but even that mindset there is it, 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 when you look at it back now, it's a dumb mindset, isn't it? Because yeah. like you, you got to have the right, you, you just, if you're paying him X amount of dollars per hour and he's, and he's your top rapper, you want him just rapping for eight hours a day. Yeah. Well, it actually went a lot further than that. It actually started making me reevaluate my jobs and what I was doing and could I be, putting anyone in place to you know sometimes i found myself like cleaning the shop up or driving around picking up parts and shit and then i you know it really made me like step back and go hang on why haven't i got someone running around doing parts because i'm putting off massive quotes contracts um revamping because you're caught in the weeds i'm caught just doing dumb shit yeah um and that was a huge so that was like a big eye-opener um shit like that you can't i don't think you can like you know even you would learn that like you can't pay for that like you what 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 do you if you had to put a number on it right in terms of revenue that 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 system that that system obviously you flying to england to to obviously meet yanni and all that and go through his shop and all that that you know by the time you've done that trip you've stayed in london you've done all that you've spent fucking 20 grand right but what's what do you reckon because this is this is where people get it wrong some people wouldn't have spent the 20 grand to go and yeah. learn something learn something they don't know right yeah. you, you, you're you like okay I'm spending the 20 grand because I want to I know what I don't know I want to know what's the difference between my level of work and, and this guy because yeah. this guy's killing it on YouTube as well and everything yeah why is this guy the biggest in the world like he's doing the same thing I'm doing why, why is yeah, he so, so why is why is it so how in terms of revenue numbers what, what do you reckon that that investment you made in yourself right there to go to go and see Yanni what do you reckon that's paid off to you in the back end look I wouldn't know the exact thing but putting one extra staff on is literally doubled the amount of cars we're getting out the door by right. setting up that by putting one extra person on to clean and pull apart the car and keep it like a production line yeah is literally doubled the cars we're getting out of the door like fucking hell that's that that, that i love this because this is some mad this is yeah if i don't know i don't know who's listening to this right now but that is that is some mad shit to understand that you if you've got the right system in place or you're doing something and someone else is doing it better in your industry you have to go and understand that business and go inside and have a look and yeah. kind of and and most of the people like yanni will help people like yourself because you're not exactly going to be direct competition on the other side yeah. of the world are you no. so like is there any other did, did you did you pick up anything else while you're there um so like I guess even personally like inspiration like motivation all that just went like sky high I was just looked at it and I'm like you know fuck look at these cars working look at this like look at this like yeah. I just got back with like this fresh mindset went and redid all my own shit like was this I'm 2018 like, by the way uh nah maybe older maybe 16 or 17 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so I reevaluated all my shit, made sure like I kept that really important in my head, like don't catch myself doing shit that I should be paying someone else to do. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, like I did it with Vegas because I used to go to the SEMA show from like I think first time I went was 2012 
um, they pretty much said like you know on average it's about three four year gap between Australia and SEMA so like whatever they're doing in America on cars there sort of comes into here about four years later so that's why like even 2012 I went there and I'd never even seen a car wrap in Australia and I went to their car show and it was literally 90% of the cars were wrapped I was like I was talking to guys there I'm like oh this paint job's sick and they're like it's wrapped I'm like what do you mean like it's fine wrap so you didn't even know about wrap when you went nah. there Nah, I was just doing wheels, tyres, suspension, white walling, like the white wall, like paint yeah, brakes, yeah, yeah. just little bits yeah. of piece, black badges. And um, and this was when you went to America, yeah? Yeah, I heard about rap, but I was like, that would look like contact paper. Like, that would be tacky. That'd be all like, like yeah, just yeah, picture yeah. trying to put a sticker on a car. I'm like, that yeah. would look shit. And then, yeah, I went there and I was absolutely blown away. I was just like, this is insane. Like, how is this not happening in Australia? And I just got back. I wrapped my car myself, did a shit-ass job. Wrapped my mate's car, did a bit better job. Wrapped another mate's car, just not charge him, just like, because it was shit So job. you didn't get anyone to teach you, you just started learning on the job. Yeah, yeah. And then um, by the end of it, I had like, I could do like mirrors and roofs like I was comfortable with. And then like, I ended up um, getting my brother to come work for me. And um, he literally just, I just threw him like some wrap, a knife, this, that. And I said, look, this is what I think you got to do. Um but like watch YouTube and shit I might be wrong and he just started rapping and then like he just picked it up like just a freak like because it's like patience and like you got to be careful and I'm not patient so I, I, I sort of don't understood the, it you don't want the cut marks on. I watch a lot of Yanni's channel yeah. before I knew, before obviously knew you and obviously met you and followed you and that but I watch a lot of Yanni's channel and, he, and even where you put the joins is fucking important yeah bro you can cut the paint you can do crooked cuts you can like oh it can go so wrong it can all stretch back and, and like it can go so wrong if if there's a hack installer so like yeah i guess like the money i spent going to vegas i wouldn't even be vinyl wrapping today because i wouldn't have or if i was wrapping today it would have been because all the shops here started doing it and i just followed the trend yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, you were way ahead of the trend then would you say yeah um there was a maybe like one in vic one other shop that i knew that was doing it and, but he was doing it so early there wasn't even supplies here for it and he was importing it from America and you could only get matte black right okay yeah so it was just matte blacking cars like. yeah 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 so, so it's not like it's not like anyone had much of a choice with it back then no did, um, did you did you find it hard because I know um, when I watched his channel and that like he, there's so many different qualities of vinyl man and if yeah. you put the wrong vinyl on a car yeah you, you like even though it could look good today you let it out of the shop fucking three days later you got a fucking bubbles in it oh yeah I went so the second time I went to SEMA I seen like I started like paying more attention to the wraps because the first time I'd just seen it on the car the second time I was like I need to go talk to the suppliers work out prices this that I went there and I like I found some rolls literally look our, our average roll is about 20 metres and it's a thousand bucks a roll roughly yeah 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 for good stuff is that good stuff yeah I found one like say 30 metres and it was a hundred bucks. So it's like, I was like, fuck, is this the markup they're putting on it? Like, is it by the time it gets to Australia and then the distributor yeah, yeah. does it? Like, fuck, I grabbed like three rolls of this shit, got it imported. I wrapped my cars in it. It looks fucking sick. And then like literally three days later, it just fucking just shrunk everything up. Every corner lift, like it was just horrible. Yeah. So like I learned the hard way, like just... But at least you tested it on your own cars before you went and put it on customers. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Uh, 
Have you ever have you ever released a job from the shop that that you thought fuck that looks sick and then it's just all gone tits up from there? Um, no, not really. I've had I get a lot of customers that say do what you want, like make it look sick, and then you do it. And I had like the best run, like everyone was like fuck yeah this is sick 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 and then I literally did this one car and I was like kept asking the guys like oh you know just whatever you reckon and we I said oh let's do it this colour and he's like yeah what do you what? and then like he literally just come to pick it up he's just like carrying on he's like no this isn't what I wanted and I'm like but you didn't tell me what you wanted you just sort of told me to do it and I suggested and you said yes and he's like yeah but you talked me into that colour and this and that I'm like and then ever since then I've just never done it again like yeah. when someone says do what you want I'm like nah, nah we're you, writing down and I'm, you're signing what you, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. asked for because that's a good business lesson right there yeah. because I've had it I've had it with um, I remove online content for people right and um the people people will say oh, you know I just want three links removed now let's stipulate exactly what three links we're looking at yeah. because I, we remove three links and then all of a sudden another five come up that you say they were that they were part of the original three mm. or this one was part of the original three not that one it's like people always just try and chance it so yeah. I, I fully resonate with that it's got to be written down signed off otherwise you, you're going to have a hell of a lot of problems in your game yeah yeah pretty much I'll just like any problems I get I'll just try and make sure how can I not have this again I don't get pissed off you know I'll sort it out even when the customer's been wrong I'll just keep them happy keep our reputation good and then even if it costs me whatever it costs me I'm like alright that just hurt but that's not going to happen again so I guess I'll just make sure I don't you know it doesn't cost you as much if it's taught you something yeah, yeah but if you're going to yeah, yeah. do it again and again then it's, it's going to cost going to cost you a lot of money yeah. so you, are you just happy now r- ramping up that shop in the GC just through Instagram DMs or are you I've got no plans to grow it. I want to keep it sort of a bit more like boutique. Yeah, boutique. Yeah, yeah. So there is a waiting list. If we're booked out in six weeks, like, I'm not going to put more people on. I just, there's, and now like, you know, getting into e-commerce, the stress from like running a business compared to e-commerce is just insane. Like, um, e-commerce is so breezy. It's all automated. It's like, no matter how big your business grows, you can just scale it with the right procedures. Whereas eye candy, like I just kept, I got to like 10 staff, the biggest factory outgrew that. And I looked at it. I'm like, fuck, this is hard. I'm like, if I'm like, I'm just earning more and spending more. Like my profits are the same. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, revenue went from, you know, 200 grand a year to 500 grand a year to a million a year to 2 million a year. But my bottom profit line was the same. It was just, more of the employees wanted work cars, petrol, um, you know, the rent got bigger, um, work safe got bigger. And I'm like, Insurance. surely it goes up. You make a little bit of money more. But yeah. for you've gone from wrapping uh, 30 cars a year to 200 cars a year. So yeah. that's 200 more headaches, 200 more warranties. To, like that are just scales so big whereas like scaling e-commerce I'm like alright we just ramp it up with the third party logistics alright we're just going to order a bit more stock alright we're going to spend a bit more yeah, 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 marketing yeah. it's just so easy so I've got no interest to go down that path with yeah, the ACM yeah. I, I, when, when, at what point though did you say um, the did you only start getting into the e- did you get into the e-com first with the ECM brand yeah or d- before, you, before you came across the snorkel right yeah, so we did ECM label, um, the clothing, and that wasn't really to make money. It was because people just kept saying, I want a hoodie, I want this, I want that. And then I was like ordering it and just selling it at the shop. 
and I was just fucking shit up, like just giving shit to my mates. And then someone goes, "Oh, can I get a hoodie?" Oh, yeah, and they drive an hour, and then it's not there because I've given it. To, like it was just, fun. yeah, yeah. And um, so I'm like, "Oh, we'll make an online store, start doing it properly." And then um, so you just found someone in Australia to fulfil the orders, or at the start, my, like my missus was doing it. Um, so just pick and packing and stuff. It was like pretty chill, and then. We just started like bringing out more stuff, like more designs and everything, and then we started doing like fifty grand a month on just clothing. Um, Fucking good, and, isn't it? And she was like literally working all day and then packing all night, and she was like having a breakdown. She's like, "I can't. You got to like sort something out." So we started going like third party logistics to sort that out. Um, and then I was like looking at the figures because I wasn't even looking at the figures for months. I was just like, she just looked busy and. Whatever. I just, <laughs> just like, leave her to it. Whatever. She looks yeah. busy. Yeah, as long as people get their orders. And then um I'll start looking I'm like, fuck, like this has got the potential to make as much money as the shop itself. And I've got ten people working. I've got four hundred square, five hundred square meters, six hundred square meters of space I'm renting for it. I've got, you know, hundred grand in tools and hoist and this and that. How the fuck is these clothes doing the same? You know, yeah, yeah, just, 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 and and you're selling the clothes off the back of doing something you're passionate about, which is obviously like you wrapping, you wrapping high end cars, which you can do from a boutique, like you said, yeah, and you're creating content with your own cars, yeah, and that's what's selling the clothing. So you could actually scale back yeah. and make more money. Yeah, I couldn't have done the other way around if I started ECM clothes. People just like, who the fuck's ECM? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just what is that? But, but people love the story. They love the merch. They're like proud to wear it and show where they go um same as the stickers on the cars like normally you got to pay someone to put say, say hey can you put i candy on your car i'll pay you yeah yeah, yeah. And we had like this huge influx of people like give us the biggest eye candy sticker you've got like we'll put it, on it down car. the side of my car i want this i was like i was just blown away and it was such a good feeling like you're just cruising on the street i still see it now even up here heaps like gold coast i'll just be on the m1 and someone will like beep and then they sort of go past they've got like eye candy on their back window and shit it's a mad feeling to know that they're happy to rep they're proud to you know rep it. it's like a cool brand like just, they just show goes up. to show you how how powerful though the social media has been for your brand yeah because that that's what's giving you the reach to be able to get into these people's heads to be able to obviously get them to to, to vibe you and obviously yeah vibe your content yeah well i guess i was probably the first i reckon i'd be one of the first generations where so my first business, I was tr- we were working, uh, I was called Instant White Walls, where I was just doing white walls on the tyres. And I had a Facebook page for it, but you couldn't even have a page back then. So I had to make a person called Instant and last name White Walls. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how like early on. And I reckon I was at that point where... Where getting, you can have up to 5,000 friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was, at that, I was at that point where like everyone, I'm trying to ask older people, how do I do this? How do I do that? And everything was irrelevant, like your yellow pages, your fucking, like, all this shit that everyone was giving me was irrelevant. I was sort of at the, like, the crossover where, like, anyone older than me were already established and they got established through yellow pages and that. Anyone younger than me wasn't doing, didn't have a business because I was only 21, 20. Yeah. So I was at this weird where I couldn't ask anyone for help. And I didn't know. So you what just to had do. to kind of like figure it out and kind of work your way through it through some other method because the old methods that put people on the pedestal the, the way you want to be just weren't going to work for you now. Yeah, like the older people, I'd ask them like, "Mate, you can't, you can't run a, you can't make a, you can't run a business off Facebook." You know, like that's fucking stupid. Like, how, 
you need a website, you need like yellow pages, you need to look professional. But then it was working and I'm like, so I'm getting there like these weird, like people saying it doesn't work, but it's working. So what the fuck do I do? Like, you, you know? just you just keep fucking pumping the fucking thing that's working, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And then try and find something else. You can also put another stream in to make that work too, which is obviously Instagram for you. Yeah. And, and Snapchat. And I guess too, growing up, now a lot of young dudes can... So a big thing that's changed for us is like we pretty much when we were kids we only like looked up to celebrities yeah which you only see in movies now you can look up to someone and then you can follow them on instagram and every now and then they might do a q a and offer advice and like or and you can you can get some advice from them on, on their journey yeah which is um i guess it's not around it wasn't around for me then um but yeah we're at that weird time where like we didn't even have anyone to get advice off how to grow a business on social media because people just weren't it was like almost like there wasn't really the influencer wasn't even a word like back then like yeah i know i know people but when i do a q a people ask me like well how do you how do you how, how have you got all these decent people at these decent levels on your podcast and i'm like well i just i just talk to them yeah <laughs> they're like yeah but how i'm like well i just message them and i'll just send them a voice note and i'll get i'll get a mutual i'll help out someone like three years ago and then find out they're a mutual friend with that person they'll introduce me like it's not i'm not i'm not i'm not a rocket scientist i just i just help people and then later on down the track it kind of works out that because i've helped that person they'll help me yeah (laughs) do you know what i mean and we didn't have that like connection or anything so i literally had no help from like older business owners no one really to look up to um my yeah my uh dad was in mechanics his whole life busted his balls massive weeks like big hours like hard work like you know his hands always fucked and like he had a custom exhaust shop always coming home with like fucked up massive cuts and fucking blisters and just yeah welding grinding like working hard as soon as he saw me heading into cars he was just like there's no money in cars stay out of it like blah blah um like he's obviously come around to it now yeah but back then so like but he was only operating on what he knew his thought process was only operating yeah. on what he knew and he was doing well like he was running his own business he had um he had a very successful business and he was making like good money but he was like he's just look he's at me struggling, he's like I'm struggling. fucking falling apart like trying to fucking do this shit like he's head down like try and get staff in to do it and he was doing such like custom technical welds and shit that he ended up just having to do it all the time and as soon as he saw me heading down that path he was just like get away from that so I didn't have really like my family always been supportive they've been awesome but like I didn't have like a a course to go to because what I I also when I started iCandy there was no such business that you had mechanics tire shops paint shops you didn't have like this weird shop that like sort of did like bit of white walls bit of lowering bit of like wheels black badges yeah 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 so yeah, I had yeah. no like courses I could do no mentors no like I was really in this weird like era like now if someone wanted to do what I'm doing they got so much shit they can look online they got um people running shops they can go do work experience they can it's just so much help now um and that's a huge part why I do so many like Q and A's, live streams, um, because I know there's dudes out there 
that aspire to be where you are yeah and and i didn't have anyone to look up to or get any knowledge off and i wish i did um even shit like when you ask me come do this podcast like this is why i come do it i don't you know don't get money from it i don't in the just in the back of my head i'm like you know what it'll be cool we'll sit yeah. down chat hopefully some young dudes out there um or I, think it's, I think it's just a good chance to show I, I just wanted the opportunity to be able to show your audience your story yeah and, I, and I, I'd seen a lot written and I didn't and and having met you now I now know what I thought then I thought I thought fuck they've been a bit harsh on this guy here when I was reading news articles about you yeah I thought fuck, that doesn't sound like it's very fair like in terms of like I get what you're trying to pin on him but I don't think that was his intention I don't think that was fair in terms of like what he did led to that that because because yeah. what you're talking about there and what you're trying to trying to make out that he's done he didn't do that that was someone else they did that because they watched a social media video well fuck me there's 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 lots of people that watch social media videos that that do some mad shit doesn't mean that the person who created the social media videos inciting anything bad at the particular time it's just it's just however you you take you take that video or take that in whatever context you like, but you can't just go out blaming people and writing articles like they were writing about you. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's really, it's weird. It's like, you want to, you want to, if you're going to do what I'm doing, you need to be in the spotlight and you need to have eyes on you and to have eyes on you, you can't be doing the same shit everyone else is doing. So I do this like, borderline photos videos whatever i do it's always borderline it's not illegal but it could be illegal if if like you just pushed it a little bit more but and the and it's the followers that follow you that push it beyond the the legal the legal yeah line it's it's more like if anyone else did what i was doing they wouldn't have a hassle but then police go oh this guy has an influence um we need to publicly find him arrest him do whatever we can so he knows like that other people can't do it um so that's that's the biggest problem for me and that's why i've been um i'm working on this candy nation uh app which is uh it's huge it's it's very in-depth it's um it's going to be my own platform um but have everything on there like you know exclusive merch um exclusive content mad mad giveaways like because anyone who's on there is going to be like my core audience they're not like ghost followers like if you're on there yeah. like you love what i do so i'm gonna do stuff where like you know i want to throw parties and like pick people and fly them down put them in accommodation at bring them to party with me go drifting with me like really get similar to what shami's doing with shami and cutland yeah yeah and then do like um you know like uh then I can post whatever I want without it getting reported or without yeah yeah because it's within is because it's within your solid community base yeah whereas you don't know some of the people that might be following you on Instagram might be hating you secretly yeah yeah and yeah. then you've got man like just this uh, thing the other week where we went to Melbourne there was like a big uh, I did like a car cruise but it um in St Kilda just went nuts like it. We left, and then I seen videos later. Like there's that many people that were kicking cop cars and throwing rocks. Yeah, like, I saw it. Yeah, fucking blew up like insane. And literally, all I said was, "Hey guys, let's meet in uh, Dandenong, cruise to St Kilda." Yeah, before I like, you know, guys like no hooning because I want to be able to do more of these. Like you know, blah blah. And then so you, away, so, oh, you, so you asked your audience, but a few troublemakers obviously make it hard for yeah. everybody. Yeah, there was heaps of those. Were being like ninety percent of the people there were like stoked 
to finally have like a car event cruise sort of thing because it's been dead in Melbourne especially because of COVID um, but then like a handful just like start doing donuts in the middle of like St Kilda and fucking throwing rocks at cold cars like just real loose shit um, but like that's gone so far that the because so if, for some of the things that people did a, a barely a crime and I'll, I'll like I'll give you an example one of my close friends um got his house like raided with like six crime investigation dudes um we're all like what the fuck has happened like something fucking hectic's happened got like 6am on a weekday like old house went there the the new owners like rang up and said hey just a heads up they're looking for this guy blah blah and we're like what the fuck like because I rang him and he's like I haven't done anything like I'm like man six cops wouldn't go to your house like blah blah then they like went into a workshop and like seized his car like ripped it onto a tow truck um and then anyway we found out like finally got onto the cop and it was literally about the St Kilda night and he didn't even do a burnout there he was apparently seen which like his face wasn't in it and he could barely even see the car like literally background thing of like his car taking off which wasn't even in St Kilda anywhere they'd just gone through like every story every snapchat everything um and gave him like eight charges and like three of them were criminal charges um impounded the car and put it in long-term police possession so it's not even in the impound yard and to get it back in 30 days they said we're keeping it till mid-september um they'd raided his house everything and then like we're all talking about i'm like they're one bit of like evidence and what they think is like like if anyone else did or any other circumstance no one would even bat an eye but because of this like thing that, and then this message they're doing and then like everything so is there like a zero tolerance thing in melbourne now to like car meets and like this 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 hooning I've, n- culture? I've never seen anything like you know like i got all the photos and stuff like full three cop cars rocking up to this house full search warrant went through the house um, so you think it's something inside with inside the Victorian police that are obviously that are really wanting to clamp down on this on that on that from that event yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and use that to leverage other things yeah because heaps of cars got impounded that day I found out because people were messaging me like oh you know I got um, arrested and blah blah and stuff like that um, but the thing that just like baffles me and I just can never get my head around it and it's just what like got me so angry and I moved like when I got fully like smashed into work lost 20 grand cash they took the safe everything um they what, came they, like they, they took 20 grand cash yeah when i was like maybe 2014 it was like all my money like saved i sold a car and then that night it was friday arvo and the banks were closed so i just like I put it in there i was like oh bank up monday um i rang the cops they came out like a day and a half later and it was one cop just by himself um you know if like growing up when we were 18 like you know some of my mates got like really badly bashed at clubs try and call cops like couldn't even get through them and by the time they come out it was like the next day and it was like then they said like look we can't really do anything like and then this car that may or may not have possibly broken traction off a set of lights i'm not even talking about doing donuts or like like smoking them up i'm talking like just put the foot down it's broken traction said like six crime investigation units 
dudes come to his house, <laughs> Warren, kick the door down, seize the car. Like, the charges are hectic. Like, I know people that have been slapped with, like, drug trafficking charges or, like, really bad assault, and it doesn't even compare to what my mate has got from this. <laughs> and it just spins me out. I'm like, how the fuck can, like, I know, like, that event was bad, um, and they want to set an example, but, like, get just go get the people that were, like, doing the wrong thing at the event. Like, they're in front of the cop car, like, hitting the windscreen, just fucking surely their computers or something can just see that hey this was not these guys like yeah, 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 yeah. you know um and like the way they've treated it is just like so much more severely than like actually bad crimes yeah um and it just like i just can't get my head around it like it just absolutely baffled like the ch- he showed me photos of all the charges and they're hectic they're like full not even traffic charges they're full criminal charges like um conduct endangering lives like and he wasn't even there he w- he went to the st kilda but didn't do any burnouts and w- he left with me like because well, i was like fuck this is like too full on for me like i'm gonna get out of here um because when we went it was like a car meet like everyone just parked yeah, yeah, up yeah. then it started i started seeing people like just walking on the road and it just started looking like I'm like fuck people are just standing on the road and then it gets to the stage where like as soon as one person does a skid then it mm. just goes feral it's like as soon as that yeah. it just nothing will happen but as soon as that one guy does yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. it just really like picks up so as soon as I saw that one skid I'm like fuck let's get out of here and then um so that's why I was so surprised like we were like fuck what's happened or he's been stitched off or whatever and then we rang rang he finally got onto the cop and they're like yeah it's a bait set kid I'm like oh sweet who gives a fuck then like it's fuck all we thought like someone died or like fucking like it was real serious like they were like raiding the house raiding this and rent and ripped the car out of a shop like real full on and there's, like, and there's literally zero proof that he did anything wrong yeah yeah it's it's, it's fucking it, it just seems like there's a bit more of an agenda with it than than what's oh, being 100%, stated like they're setting a Example, they're setting like a president a aren't they tolerance but like I'm just like man if you just want to have zero tolerance do it with all the other shit too you know like, yeah, what, 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 what about all the people that are just selling drugs on the street in Melbourne yeah yeah like what about all, what, what about all the crime gangs that I'm not going to mention any particular races that have crime gangs as there's quite a few out there but like there's 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 certain races there where, where there's where there's massive crime gangs that come from different countries that are infiltrated in certain parts of Melbourne bro I'll give you an exact Example, so Chris had his 488 park, brand new, had 500Ks on it, 488, that white spider with the red yeah, trim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Went for lunch, Turak, middle of the day, weekday, 12 o'clock, went into a restaurant, heard a window smash, and then ran outside, and this kid had, um, two kids had, like, taken these duffel bags off his passenger seat, and they're like, I don't know, I don't even know my brands, they're some hectic brand, like, they were good bags. Anyway, the boys chased him. One got away, and then they grabbed one and pinned him down. And um, got done for assault. Nah, cops rocked up and said, um, pretty much like they waited for the cops. And then um, the cops rocked up and said, "Yeah, this is the case." Blah blah. What do you want to do? He's like sixteen. Like, we can't really do anything. He's like, "What do you mean?" Like, like I just want my car fixed and like all this shit. And um, the cop goes, mate, I don't think you're struggling for money. Like, if you got your 21, it's not the point. The it's not the point. He's like, are you fucking kidding? This kid just smashed my window in the middle yeah, of the day, yeah, yeah. stole, and, and you're t- and you're telling me it's, it's 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 because I've done well in life, 
or because I'm doing better than average that, you, that I have to pay for my own shit to be repaired even though even though all I've done is go out for a meal with my friend yeah and then <laughs> and that's pretty much what the cop said and he goes look we can charge him but he's underage and there won't be no charges and he's not going to have money to fix it so like what do you really want to do what do you want me to do mate like you just started being real rude yeah Chris like fuck just grabbed my bag went booked in Ferrari like thousands of dollars for a new window plus it like scratched all the brand new leather so I had to trim this like it was fucking heaps yeah um and i'm like so you got these kids why are they they're not going to stop doing it they're they're going to keep smashing cars stealing shit because the the kid was on the ground watching the cop say right in front of him we can't do nothing yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. going to walk off and go fuck that's sick that's sick you yeah, know yeah. so you got this shit he can't even get one little charge then you got my mate who's possibly done the tiniest like break attraction from taking all the lights eight charges three or four of them were criminal charges so it's not it's not really congruent with the charges on what on what people are getting charged for and what they're not is it yeah well they're saying oh like what's well, because hoons is taken so seriously but i know heaps of people that are sick of the whole um they're the same group that's running through houses taking people's cars taking taking their keys take you know then at night where they run through your house just take your keys take your car yeah all that like that's a serious thing so why is that not being like treated serious? Um, and that that whole like agenda, I just I can never get my head around it. I'm like, how can this shit happen? They don't care in 2021. And then and then this happens, and it's like the end of the world. Like they're treating my mate like he's like stabbed someone a hundred times, and or, you know whatever. Um, but yet these other people that are actually doing bad shit just get like couldn't even get a charge couldn't even get a dollar out of them you know so it's, it, it is it is such a, a mad state of events and it's all down to the fact of like what people want to achieve within that within that police department at that particular time yeah like if they wanted to ticket more cars they'll ticket more cars if they wanted to um, book more people for speeding they'll book more people for speeding because they'd because they'd go looking for it is what I'm saying yeah so if they wanted to if they wanted to stop gang violence then and they put more put more effort on looking for gang violence they'd find it yeah but that, that you you find in life whatever you look for and they're looking for you they're looking for you guys to pin you on anything and that's why they're finding you yeah because they've they just got a convenient excuse every time yeah and the shit when you deal with car people for a cop would be so much easier they're going to pull over most of the time they're going to cop the fine it's going to get paid in the next 30 days yeah um, blah blah pulling over uh like you know some high-end criminals they're going to get spat in the face called a pig yeah, 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 uh, yeah. heaps it's, court cases um all these younger dudes or whatever yeah it's they're going to jump through hoops not get nothing so like why so, would you why would you yeah, yeah, yeah why would you want to deal with that shit if you're a cop so much easier just pick on a guy with a nice car he's going to pay his fine you probably send him on his they way they can probably streamline the paperwork for certain things and, and other things take more time and effort in their day as well so yeah they're, they're probably breaking it down to make their life a lot easier yeah which is kind of like which is kind of it's kind of weird how the law puts in so many different protocols to make a, a, a copper's life hard as well like like because for them to be able to because their job is to protect the people yeah not 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 just to enforce law on the people but to actually protect people with the with the with the force of the law yeah. so they're there to protect you they're there to protect me they're there to protect us from crime as well as as well as going out and booking booking you know not, not they're not just there to go and raise revenue by booking a certain type of people for a certain type of problem that raises revenue for the police department yeah which i think is what happens in victoria 
Like it, I, I think Victoria's is bad. I don't know why. It must be I, different. I, I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. It wasn't. It was. I don't know if it was a police guy or whether it was a ticket guy. But my first time in Melbourne, I'm going to the Australian Open. Right? I'm fucking young English lad. I'm just happy to be there, mate. Yeah. You know, I'm just happy to fucking be there. You've you've seen London. You've seen how fucked some places are. You've seen other parts of the UK. You know, I was just happy to be here, mate. I'm going to the, my first Australian Open. I'm getting the train there. And I put my feet up on the seat, right? Which in fucking London is like, okay. My, my fucking trainers are brand new, bro. I was going, I, I'm not going to look, it's not like I'm going to, to fucking the Australian Open in a dirty pair of shoes. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm on, I'm on my way in. And, and mate, I got a fucking fine on the, on the, on the train. And like, I, I said to the bloke, he's talking to me about my feet on this. I'm like, mate, I just put my feet down. I'm sorry, mate. I didn't really, I didn't understand it was such an issue here. Like, I'm, I'm like, literally, I've only been in Australia six months. I'd, yeah. never, I'd never been to Melbourne. And he and literally booked me, mate, like 80 or $100 or something at the time. Yeah, it's heaps. heaps and, money. And, and, and like, $80 to $100 at a time is a lot of money to me. I'm, yeah. I'm fucking just come over here traveling. I've only, I've only come with $10,000. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're taking me $100 for having my feet on the seat. I know I shouldn't have had my feet on the seat. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is, he could have just said, hey, Frankie, well, not even my name, because he said, hey, mate, just don't put your feet on the seat. If I see you doing that again, I'll book you. Yeah, sweet. That's fine. I can deal with that. Don't just book me straight away for some when I'm fresh off the boat and don't even know nothing about your country. It's not like I'm trying to do it to disrespect you. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think we should move off this topic because we could go on that for yeah, hours, couldn't we? But, but I want to talk. I want to dive into this econ thing because going back to that, you said you said you'd got this clothing brand to 50k a month. Yeah. When was it like? Did, did you ramp that up again before you put the snorkels into it or what, what was the what was the protocol with that no um, that was sort of cruising along and then so like I said when I sort of worked out the snorkel I only ordered like I think I had to order like fucking I can't remember might have been 500 500 pieces yeah from and I was like oh fuck this will just who cares it'll just be a bit of fun for me and the mates and just have a laugh like didn't even care about making money off it. I was actually just trying to work out, can I at least just get my money back? Um, and then I made the Troy Candy site um, and I chucked them on there. And so I made it TroyCandy.com because it wasn't really appropriate for ECM. Like, yeah, 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 It just yeah. didn't fit. So I'm like, I'll just make a site called TroyCandy.com. Um, and then, yeah, that, like, I think they sold out in a couple of hours because by this stage, like, I'd started making a, pretty good following on instagram um it's not a very big following but it's very like engaging very engaged yeah, yeah, yeah. um you're I, at 100k aren't you yeah um maybe even like i don't know like 150 maybe i don't yeah. know yeah that's, that's a good that's a good following to have that are highly engaged like your audience that's, yeah. that's real good well i um i think i put like say 500 on shopify and i didn't even like make like a, a inventory count and then i just like literally put it on I went to bed and I woke up it was like negative like 300 or 400 I was like what the fuck how the fuck have they all gone out and and what the fuck am I going to do I've just oversold three or 400 units yeah and um and what were you start what, what, what were you selling them at then so you'd probably 40 bucks still so you've so done a good re- you've done a good revenue number on that haven't you? yeah and then me and me and the missus thought maybe we'll do like 10 a day and so we woke up and we had to pack 500 <laughs> units the next day and like this I didn't even I didn't even have like an automated like print label thing like we yeah. were literally like writing it pack it but like it was fucked like we worked till like 3 in the morning every night for like a week um 
And then I had to contact all the people, say like, you know, at era, and then everyone was because at the start it was like super close, yeah, audience. So that was super understanding about it. like, nah, sweet, we'll wait for the next ones because I said, do you want me to send your money back? Like, nah. So I ordered like two thousand, two and a half thousand, whatever, and then I didn't even take into account that there was already like three or four hundred gone, and then that two thousand went like in the next twenty four hours, and um, so then I ordered in like five thousand. And from after sending the first 500, I spoke to a friend that makes my merch. Um, the guys at Australian Merch Co. I said, can you help me fulfill shit? Like, do you? They're like, yeah, yeah sweet. So uh, I just passed it on to them. They they were picking and packing for me. And then, um, yeah, it went from like 500 to 2,500 to 5,000. And then, yeah. How many units are you buying right now? Uh usually just groups of 10,000 but I've just got them coming in like regularly they, they're made overseas ready to go and they're sending them as I need them yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah doing all new stuff like glow in the dark ones I've got like pocket ones which like you know roll up I've got like all these like mad like new um, bottle openers hooked onto them all new yeah, colours yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. keep reinventing because like um, obviously anything that gets a trend like because I named it the snorkel because of that William dude yeah, that's yeah. what he called it when the drink went up vertical yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm like because it goes up vertical called snorkel did you trademark it all and all that kind of stuff and no so what happened is um, the company that made them just remade mine and then actually on Alibaba named it snorkel and then sold them on there so, so and they're still doing that yeah yeah um, because the word snorkel is like it's too it's too generic too generic you can't you can't do it and then the patent I got that I thought I got was actually through the Chinese factory so they owned oh, it oh fuck so it so I've moved factories got my own patent everything's done properly now but it's all just shit you don't get taught this shit like yeah, yeah, when yeah. you just go head first um, so then to stay on top of that because even because the I was like spinning out because I was like talking to them like let's um they sent me all samples and I'm like I want to do a new colour because I only did green at the start and the girls wanted something so I'm like I wanted this pink so I sat there for ages like picking pinks got the pink sent it back they sent me some rubber dyed in it I'm like yep boom yep they made one took a photo sent it to me then bang straight away my competitor's like oh we got pink coming soon drop uh um pre-order now and I'm like motherfuckers they've literally just realised I've finished it happy with it and then obviously sent it to everyone else too saying hey we've got these coming out soon same with the double adapters like got a 3D printed double adapter to join two together and I'm like this fucked I've got to get out of this factory so yeah that's why I moved um, and redid it all now like I, have you ever v- visited these factories where they get made no no, no. you never did, just done it all online yeah 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 cool yeah so um yeah, it's been been good. I've got my own factory now. I've got my own patents. I've got like so, you know, you can only get glow in the dark ones from me. You can only get my colours from me. You can only get and that like, and those patents you've said are registered in China to stop the Chinese copying them, are they? Yeah, or a global patent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the first ones I actually got it patented, but in their name, sort of thing. Like, ah, oh, fucking. So bastards. I'm like, oh yeah, sick. It's patents. Yeah, didn't know fuck all about it. So big, big, huge fucking learning experience. Like, I probably. And because, like, my stock... So if anyone else sells a glow-in-the-dark snorkel in this country, you could shut them down, is what you're saying? I could shut the factory down to, like, 
wherever they were getting it made, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, but, yeah, in saying that, like, because I had, like, because I kept underestimating myself how much I'll sell. I should have been, like, ordering triple. But so while I was out of stock, my, like, even my mates, like, because I was using, like, home brand ones. Yeah, And yeah. I'd comment on, like, fucking, as if Snake. Yeah. Snake. And then they'd be like, bro, you've got, you haven't had any, like, in a week. So, like, of course I'd buy yours, but we just want one for a party. And this and that, like, mates will message me, like, hey, bro, have you got anything? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to order some off this one. I'm like, yeah, that's fair enough. And, like, I was just like, fuck, like, I was missing out, like. On so much. Yeah, probably, yeah. like, this probably, like, probably would have cost me maybe a million bucks in. In loss of revenue. Yeah. Because yeah. of the, because of the stealing and because of how much. And that's just what you think. That's probably it's probably even more than that when you only go actually go into it. Like if yeah, it's, it's what you don't know that, that that costs you revenue, not what you do know. Yeah, but like in saying that, the all the competitors use like heaps of paid advertising because it comes up to me. Whereas I like I've only just started now. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. such a warm audience that I've never used it. Yeah. So like a lot of the people that are selling them have probably reached people that didn't know me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're yeah. just doing like full blown campaigns, paid paid marketing. So, so, you, so you're you're now reaching out to you can actually market against these pages as well now. Yeah, and put the real and put the real genuine article in front of them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just the whole the only thing that annoyed me was like like because everyone's always going to copy a product or do you know. You want to sell an A-frame, I'll make an A-frame. Yeah. You know, like, you want to sell these shoes, I'll make some shoes. But when they actually, I went on to Alibaba and saw it called Snorkel, and then everyone else's shops were like, snorkelshop.com or shop snorkels or yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the fucking word I used because I got it off William. Like, there was no such thing. It was called like a beer bong or a beer funnel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, fuck, at least like, call it something else, but... Because everyone was doing the snorkel and talking about the word snorkel, and then because it went in the papers, like when we were snorkeling and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That word, like, and then I couldn't trademark it, and that's what was the biggest thing. Because I was yeah. like, "Fuck!" Like, everyone's I d- always. I, d- gonna- I don't think you would have been able to tr- trademark snorkel anyway, predicated on the fact it's such a. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you can go snorkeling in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can yeah. Go, um, you know, so many different snorkeling. What did you get the trademark for in the end then? Um, so like TroyCandy.com Anything Troy Candy Oh and it, uh, like Just just a Troy Candy brand yeah. Associated with the snorkel Yeah And then I yeah. got my paint On my own ones So on, my ones yeah. with the bottle openers My own colours My yeah, 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 So yeah. anything new I make From now on Yeah 100% They were making like Double adapters and bang I'll see all the double adapters going Yeah, yeah, like, yeah Fuck yeah. what the fuck Bastards So um, Yeah that's like Big lesson learned And you know um, I mean Yeah it's just have you even thought about selling them into the international market yet, or are you just selling them in Australia? Yeah, we've got Amazon going live, um, so that's mainly for the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've got some new products coming out that'll be big in the US. Because um, I was reading your journey the other day on, on that you put out in your story, and you said... And you're saying um, something along the lines of, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying that, like, you know, it's it's amazing how far I've come in, like, the last 10 years or something like that because you, you posted a screenshot where you'd made 1.7 million out of these snorkels yeah. um, in, in sales, not 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 pure profit, obviously. Yeah. But in sales, you did 1.7 million. How, in, in how long? Uh, I think it was, like, 
14 months or something 14 months 1.7 million on snorkels and some clothing in there as well but like that it was mad to you how you'd done that when your shops when that was like nearly what the shops did was well wasn't it yeah well like obviously the shopping eight years could be fuck knows like say a million dollars a year could be eight million but the profit that I got yeah, yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah. I'd literally got more profit in 12 months than eight years and if and the snorkels so easy or automated eight years of slaving away massive weeks the shit I went through was fucked like I've been through like just the worst shit at work um like getting robbed getting like working till midnight and pulling out of my street getting t-boned by a drunk driver and a stolen car fucking hell then that car I was driving wasn't insured so that was like a brand new car I was like paying that off for ages like literally the worst shit and I'm like how the fuck I just made these snorkels and literally been able to make more than I have from fucking but, eight years of slaving away but it's all those it's all that compounded interest you learned through working all them years and building up your brand yeah. that allowed you to sell the snorkel yeah I couldn't have had a following on Troy Candy if I didn't have ECM because people were following me because they were into cars and they were curious how I started the business and then the, the clothing brand gave me a bit of knowledge to start like the e-com and that whole eight years I don't look at it like oh that was a waste I should have been doing this yeah I look yeah. at it like that's what that's, made me yeah. be able to do that because um, like yeah like you say that, that 14 months and, and these snorkels that are going to blow up and continue to blow up you'll probably make another five million dollars out of this probably more yeah well, right but 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 at the end of the day, you you've had to give yourself the ability to have the platform to sell that stuff. Yeah, and you would never have done that unless you'd done what you were passionate about in the first place, which is obviously cars and obviously just tinkering around. Mm. So you, it, the whole the whole journey itself has has been quite fantastic for you because like it, it it wouldn't have happened any other way. Yeah, you could, you couldn't just pull a snorkel like I I if I created the snorkel right, I don't even fucking drink. But if say, say I create the snorkel tomorrow, I wouldn't sell five of them. Yeah. Because I just don't have the branding to be able to, to... That doesn't fit with me. So I wouldn't be able to fucking sell five of them. Yeah. And even like... um, Like, because I had followers, they're like, oh, you didn't you didn't think of this, blah, blah, blah. And then they sent me a link to... Um, there was one called The Knockout. And yeah. And I didn't even know... Like, I'd never seen The Knockout, but it was actually like for just for smoking weed. Um, and that was around like, fuck. Like, I, I looked it up. It was like not one or two months or one or two years it was like maybe five or six years before me yeah, yeah, yeah. never even heard of it never even yeah never even fucking heard of it um so it just shows like it, it, the whole thing is about like your following yeah um how you market it how um, engaged they are I called it the snorkel uh I got like me all my friends we went to Bali we were doing it there like we were like doing it at main stage on main stages at music festivals and events and um then people started like trying to do the crazy snorkel so dudes like doing monos on bikes doing a snorkel or doing who's the first who's the first celebrity that you see doing a snorkel um don't know eh? like I, I always got like surprised where someone sends me a video and i'm like what the fuck that's sick and like um sparksy like got up at like did one on like oh fuck I think it was New Year's or something it was some huge festival yeah yeah it's halfway yeah. for reset just got up did a snorkel and you know shit like that people like yeah cause he's a Melbourne boy isn't he yeah Most it's like sparks, it yeah. just all fits the brand and everything um so like yeah just and then the best thing was about this 
brand is like I look at different brands and it's marketing can be hard to easy. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. Say you uh, paint walls for, yeah. for a job. Um, if you try and like post that on your social media and try and get it to go viral, you're going to find it extremely hard because not everyone wants to share a picture of a wall and say how cool is this. Unless yeah. it's like hectic. Like, yeah, yeah. Unless, like, you're, hey, unless you're Banksy. Yeah. And then you got like the cars, like ECM. That was a bit cool. That was a bit easier because I could do up a sick car and whether you liked eye candy or not, you might have even hated me or my shop, but you you might have liked that car and you'd still share and go, fuck, how sick this Merc look? So people were sharing it for me without having to like try and say, guys, can you please share my business? People were just sharing it because they liked the car or whatever. And then you got snorkels where I wasn't – not only was – everyone else sharing it for me they were making my content for me I didn't even have to get photos or videos yeah yeah because you got it all yeah 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 people doing the craziest shit that I couldn't have even planned I've seen like I've seen the fucking gnarliest shit <laughs> shit I can't even post like <laughs> like you know, bucks you, parties can you, can, you, fucking, can, you, can you tell us some of these ones that you couldn't post um like tell me the tell me the fucking like the one that comes to the top of your head now the best ever snorkel you've seen fuck I don't know it depends because there's there's this one guy as in best snorkeler like he literally downs him in like like half a second like literally but before it's even gone up it's, it's empty and then he did a a bowl of absolute vodka he cracks it like because wow. had the plastic on it ripped the plastic off did a bowl of absolute vodka big one uh in like quicker than i can do a cruiser did a bowl of fireball he always sends me videos like just insane but then like i've seen some gnarly shit like this one kid and he ended up on the news he was on a dirt bike doing a mono down the road and then snorkeling one-handed. Um, <laughs> he's other bloke on like a, a V-rod. He's yeah. doing a power skid and this car pulls up and passes him a snorkel and he does it like mid-skid on the Harley. Like, I've got like dudes doing like backflips on shit, like snorkel, like it's fucking yeah, nuts. Especially them I, Nitros boys. Yeah, Nitro Circus. Yeah, and then, I, and then I've got like just heaps of just fucking the uses I've seen for <laughs> snorkels like people like sending me a video like I don't know what you can say on here yeah, yeah yeah mate you say what you like say what you like literally like just getting coke and blowing it up strip his ass then put it on and like <laughs> doing it and like you know like had the, like these girls like um like holding it between their tits and hanging upside down and dudes doing it and yeah like, I get sent like just yeah like strippers doing it shit. on the pole probably yeah just like heap, heaps of fucking random shit but that all fits in with your your whole brand and everything yeah. that you're doing so it kind it kind of works for you doesn't it kind of kind of really People helps make my content like and that's and, that and, that's, place, and that stuff you can plug in and share in your premium portal and then you've got user created content and it's relevant to your audience isn't yeah, it yeah yeah 100% and then people got the whole thing like where obviously the better snorkel they do and tag me the more chance I'm going to share it so like it makes it more interactive like and fun to I'm going to buy a snorkel and I'm going to do this and I'll try and get on the story you Mad. know so it's like gives them a bit more fun not just the product but yeah, yeah it's so interactive yeah and that's what they're not getting with snorkel.com or snorkel or, yeah. or hot snorkels.com yeah well you can't get that because and that's what people that's why people will always buy into the brand because you yeah. are the original yeah they want they don't want the generic snorkel and even if they have the generic store snorkel and they're snorkeling they're still going to tag you in the yeah, content I get tagged all the time I'm like bro i don't make 
like, I don't know, you say it's Are a that, fucking brown snorkel. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. hey, bro, share this. I'm yeah. like, bro, I don't have brown snorkels. That's not my product. And they're like, oh, are you serious? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Buy my product here and then I'll share that next video. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's, it's such an easy sale for you. Yeah. And even like, so I had like some meetings because we got massive distributors, like we got heaps of people selling like bottle shops. Yeah, because um, you've got Thirsty Camel on it. Yeah, all the like heaps of bottle shops. We've got like Free Choice, um, got uh, like the sex shops, like all the sex shops now sell them. And I had a, like a meeting with like some of the, so like say a lot of the bottle shops will order from one distributor and a lot right. of the sex shops order okay. from one distributor. So you just, um, so you just pumping it into the distributors. Yeah. And then when I've had the meetings with them, they say the same thing. They're like, um, they'll print off ones off eBay or fucking whatever. I'm like, all right, well, why you're trying to charge me X amount? Why don't, why don't I not just buy this? I'm like, because I show them like my insights and shit. I'm like, I'm going to be posting saying guys like, Go to, go to Thirsty Camel yeah. in in wherever and go and get the snorkels because they've got, they got 50 in stock yeah. and you're going to sell out. Yeah, and, and it literally happened as soon as like Thirsty Camel um, got them and like a few other guys, they were like literally blown away. They were ringing me like, can you get me more ASAP? Like drive it down here. Not only that, if you own that bottle shop or the or or I don't know if it's a, a chain or whatever, but if, if you own that particular shop and you can get on your story where you've got high engagement and you can get your brand shared as well. They're going to get followers as well as yeah. selling the snorkels. That got to so it's like a double win and they're yeah. not to pay for the post. Yeah. So it's like, it's actually such a great business model. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to spend $20 on a snorkel rather than $10 off, yeah. off this Chinese snorkel that doesn't even, you don't even know where it's come from with no branding on it. Yeah. So it does make a hell of a difference. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you get, you get some people like haters, they'll mess you Oh, you're fucking, your shit's from China anyway. You've just put your name on. You've just put your brand on it and trying to charge more, and it, you can't even have a conversation with them people because you know, you're like, you know, this is why I've worked so hard for the last eight years because so I can put my name on it and charge yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, I can. Yeah. That's I the whole can point. Interact, interact with my phone. iPhone iPhones are made in China. Yeah, but 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 they could make an exact same iPhone next door that. That doesn't have Apple on it, right? It's, it's, it's not. It's not yeah. the fucking point, is it? The point of the matter is, the you're, you're buying into the brand, the ethos of the brand, the brand that's built. You know, you know that that's just the way branding works. That's why you've branded the name. Yeah. That's why you've done it. It would literally be like messaging Nike and saying, "You guys are dogs. I can get the same sh- black t-shirt made for three dollars, and you want eighty. Yeah, and yeah. Nike's yeah. just gonna go oh, cool. Go get it. Yeah, you're not our customer. Yeah. And that's fine as well because not everyone is going to be your customer. Yeah. No. You, you only want people that are going to rep your brand. But I'm telling you now, like when, when that gets to America and people start doing it at spring break and, and like Coachella when it comes back and all these kind of yeah. festivals, that's you're going to have the – you know how you said before when you're talking about rapping that – uh, it got to it got to Australia four years after it, it was there. That's going a couple of years a year from now. It's going to hit America in a big way. Well, Australia's probably like I when every time I hang out with all my international mates and I go traveling and I party and that's the one thing they always say like fuck Aussies drink like Aussie it's just like yeah, a drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. thing like you know I thought people in England drank but I actually reckon Aussies drink way more because of the weather yeah and I, I like I remember like going to a party when I was 16 and you and a mate it would be normal to go to a mate do you want to go halves in a slab of like UDLs or do you want to go halves in a slab of cruisers and like now I'm like old and I think about it I'm like that's fucking 12 drinks at like yeah yeah, like that's way too much but it was so normal like you just find a mate that wants to drink what you drink and you just go halves 
in the slab. So when I was in the trade, yeah, as as a shop fitter and that, the the lads used to finish a twelve hour shift, right? They'd buy they'd go to the bottle shop, they'd buy a slab. They'd 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 have like they call them roadies here. I don't know it's yeah. not legal to do this in England, <laughs> but apparently it's legal to do it here where you can drive and have a beer as you drive it. Yeah, as long as you're under what two standard drinks. Or yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, like sometimes we'd travel like two hours from from outside of like Melbourne or Sydney to 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 the to the right in the city centre where we're fitting out a shop, right? Yeah, we'd, we'd stay like one or two hours away because that's just how these shopping firms work. They want the cheap accommodation, but they also want you on there for twelve hours, right? So these boys, <laughs> mate, honestly, these boys would fucking do like four four fucking beers on the on just on the way on the way home and then drink the rest of the slab that night go to sleep for like four or five hours and then work a 12 hour shift with fucking power source and all this shit going on that we have to do and we're pumping because we're putting out shops here like yeah. zara's louis vuitton's your Hermes, all this all this fucking high quality stores gucci's <laughs> yeah we're doing all these high quality and there's people with fucking power stores I've, I've fucking seen people seriously injure themselves yeah because all they do is it's fucking they, they, they do 12 hour 12 hour days for like 6 weeks straight 7 days a week and they drink beer that's all they do yeah and they just fucking yeah, turn up the next day so they're fucking like, pissed and that that to me is like it, it's it's a very much tradey culture very much Australian kind of culture yeah um, especially in, 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 in the driving thing as well which, you, which you're involved in yeah well I mostly launched the snorkels pretty much properly on Australia Day um, and in saying that uh, so Australia Day was the biggest day ever. Um, so it would have been so the first Australia Day was the first time I had just posted the snorkeling, like yeah. without the snorkel, just the drink, and say, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, "Hey yeah. guys, this William dude's doing it. Like it's funny as fuck. Give it yeah, a shot, sort of yeah, thing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next, what time the um, Australia Day? So that must have been. Um, three months since I actually brought out no two months since I brought out the physical product yeah um that Australia Day we did like 40 something grand in in on the day I remember my Shopify like we were sitting around my mates and, and you still had notifications on yeah and it was just going boom 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 and I was like what the fuck I'm like no so have you done a Black Friday with with, with this as well nah not really so I reckon you do you do this snorkel thing on Black Friday. I reckon that's because like you look at what people like Gymshark do on a Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. If they you did will, like something big, like a big discount, post it. Yeah, do do like yeah. a limited edition one where you got like fifty thousand pieces on a Black Friday, and they're like fucking ninety nine dollars each. She's gonna sell them out, aren't you? Yeah. Like you got the brand in there to do it now. Yeah. So yeah. so and I just want to get this in right before we go because obviously I think it's very fucking important. But how much? Like supporters Anita giving you through this process, like because obviously you say you're always saying how much you're punching. Yeah. Like, like how did yeah. you, how did you obviously meet her and get involved with her, and obviously like how much effect has she had on your life? Yeah. So I, I just met her um, through mutual friends. So like my mate was seeing her mate, sort of thing. Yeah. It's like a pretty standard, you know. Yeah. Like I fucking hook us up with one of your misses' friends. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just went out. Um, to Chapel Street and then just went to a bar and then just ended up just getting along mad had a mad night and then um, I actually came out of like a real bad breakup so even though she was super cool I like you were pretty fucked like her around on, for yeah. ages like yeah. fuck I think it was maybe a year I was like seeing her but not 
just her. Yeah. Um, like she, she knew. Yeah. Like, yeah, but she, yeah. And then she got to the point. She's like, she called you. Yeah, um, she's like, I'm either fucking going this way or you're going to pull your head in. And I remember I was just like, fuck. I'm like, I never want to get a missus again, but I can't fault her. Yeah. And I don't want to kick myself later. So I, then, think, I think when you find the right woman, there's nothing wrong with, with that at all. Like, I like that. You know, my mum and dad have been married like 40 odd yeah, years. Yeah, 100%. I don't know about yours, but like. Yeah, it's you, like, it's just a. You know when you get a bad breakup, it's just yeah. It's like mate, uh, trust me, I've had, I've had, I've had, I've had two. Yeah, like, and, 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 and it's, got, it's like sunk and, in your brain. And it's I like, hate women. <laughs> no, it's not, not. Yeah, it was, it was. I, I literally, and t- it took me like two and a half, three years into my Australian lifestyle, and I've been in like seven years now to get over the the hating women bit. Yeah, because you do go through. We're not that. hating women, hating relationships. Yeah, yeah, ha- yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean though? But like, that's yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. It's like the fucking like not wanting to go near near them in terms of like anything more than just like yeah. hook up kind of thing. But then I just like I was like oh fuck it like I didn't want to kick myself later, so sort of got with her, and then um she's been awesome. Uh, I often think like if I was with someone else, it, it wouldn't have worked now because um, she knew I did big hours at work. Like when we met in like twenty fifteen, sixteen, whatever it was. So she's been there from the. She's um, been there for a lot of the a lot of the rise. Then to be honest. Oh, definitely. When I was like full hands on tools, like yeah, getting home at eight o'clock every night, leaving. I get home and she's asleep, and I wake up. Yeah, she's yeah, asleep yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I like told her when we we're hanging out as mates, like, um, and then when. We talked about it. I said, look, just letting you know, like, I'm always working and when I'm not, I'm with the boys sort of thing. But she was cool because she had, like, that's what I found was good. She had her own life, own friends, own jobs, yeah, yeah, own yeah. shit. So, like, it just sort of worked really easy. Like, she wasn't just in the home board messaging me going, where are you? What are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she was busy too. So, I think that worked awesome for us. And then, um, and then yeah, it sort of just moved into, like, when Troy Candy started. Obviously, like, partying and content it's mad to have like you know like in heaps of our videos it's just like strippers and shit around or just chicks wearing like not much at all and shit like that and we've got like heaps of communication and trust and she understands like it's all part of the brand there's no jealousy no can't do this or can't do that I'm like babe I've got to go to Vegas and do this and I'll sometimes I'll like one time I gave her like two days or a day's notice that I was going to Vegas for 10 days and she's like yeah sweet like just because we've got so much like we're very open with each other and stuff and um there's like lots of communication and she's really helped me stay grounded but at the same time be able to go do what i want she's not holding me back yeah yeah, so she keeps me grounded he's in like and she's like a support i don't want to fuck up and do dumb shit because i don't want to disappoint her um but at the same time she's never says like no you can't do this or you're not going with the boys there or why is all these girls in this photo or like yeah she understands like why and what it's for and stuff um so yeah she's definitely helped and been like a a supporter through it and um every idea i've said like i'll just randomly just be in the shower thinking about she's like oh babe i should do this and she's like (laughs) yeah do it yeah try it try it never ever said that's stupid or you know like one of my biggest things when i first started so before i had troycandy.com the actual reason I had the website there for the snorkels ready, it wasn't for the snorkels. I did this thing where I made these like ECM keychains. Yeah. And I said, anyone who buys one, I'm going to pick one at someone's Shopify number and take them to Bali. Ten, ten people actually. Yeah. Um, that was my first like little competition. So I, I made com, and I said, 
babe, I want to like make these like keychains. People enter, and I was like really doubting myself. I'm like, could be cool, but like, imagine I don't sell any, then I have to fork out ten people's holidays, villas, yeah, 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 yeah. You doubting like, yourself? Yeah, and she was like, yeah. nah, like. Look, look how many you know everyone's always like wants to come party with you do it and blah blah and the first one like that was when I opened the site like didn't make money off it but didn't go backwards just like broke even mad content launched the website yeah yeah took like 10 people to Bali like had stayed in this insane villa it was like 20 grand for four nights I had slept like 18 people um had like the loosest fucking four four nights or whatever five five nights um everything but like that idea was so far-fetched to me that i was sort of like asking her almost f- for reassurance i was so on the edge that like if she said no nah, it's a shit idea i wouldn't have done it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah. she's always like supported everything i do and stuff like that and, and that's that's helped heaps um plus when you're single you fucking i waste so much time like yeah yeah you, you just get sidetracked like, uh, it's because it, like you, you just might your mind when you when you're in that single game is too is too open to every opportunity that's available to you and there's and one thing that I've learned through my life is that there'll always be someone beautiful there like there's yeah. always someone beautiful yeah like even if you've got the most beautiful thing in the room there's always going to be something else beautiful yeah like, it's, you can't just go that you can't just go on that anymore yeah like, you get to a certain age you're like fucking hell, this is a bit tedious now it's like going around in circles like a hamster yeah yeah <laughs> you need that it just becomes more where you just uh you want that like good partnership there and you vibe um, it and you come home like babe guess what we got that deal we got this yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what the sharing everything around and and i've had that with it like you've always got your friends and shit and your family but that's what I love. Like, babe, if this goes through, you know, um, I c- we can get you that, like, new car or, you know, if we start talking about, like, when we wanted the house, I'm like, we're going to need to do this, this, we're going to need to set up this. And, and, like, that's – I probably would have been a lot less go, go, go if I didn't have, like, this, like, I want this, like, good life with my missus, nice house, raise yeah. the kid right, do all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have just been, like, a bit more like, let's party – if I can sell some snorkels, I'll sell some snorkels. But then yeah. she's been like not only a supporter in that, but she's been a reason to really to, like to really push in hard. and really push hard. Yeah. Yeah, and like she's same for me. She runs like all the ECM label. She does all like the Instagram and, and checking over everything in new designs and you know, sending shit out to people, messaging because and she's seen the growth, she's like really she's really like in, in love and involved in your brand do you know what I mean like she's she's in it because yeah. she's been in it since oh, as soon as I wear like another brand t-shirt she like she won't even let me leave the house like she'll fucking put ACM on yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I like this t-shirt she's like get it off you're not yeah, we're not going out yeah. to change. like she's like you know because they want you rep- I noticed when you turned up today you're like full ECM like, ECM yeah yeah shorts yeah. Yeah, and, I, and and I get it because like it's all branding, and it? it's all branding. Like yeah. when it goes this, when this goes on YouTube, like you'll see it. Like, and we'll put we'll put links and all that in in the description so that people can go on your website and see your stuff and see the snorkels and all that stuff. And I'll even yeah. I'll even put so I might even do something nice with the uh, with the um, the thumbnail so we can show a snorkel in the thumbnail yeah. like that. But one thing I wanted to ask you before we, before we leave this podcast today is like, uh, there's obviously a lot of people that look up to you. Uh, in, in in and in your followership, what is like the one? Got if you like had to leave the world today and you're checking out and you had nothing else left yeah. to do, what was the one? What is the one bit of advice you'd give to people that wanted to like obviously aspire to to do what you've done in ecom or with cars or with anything else? Like, what was the one nugget of gold nugget of information you'd give them? Um, no matter what it is, like ecom or whatever, 
Um, I think a huge thing, you've got to find your, your passion because it sounds so corny and you always hear it. But honestly, like, I wouldn't have stuck it out with the bullshit I dealt with through the cars if it wasn't my passion. Like, when times were tough, getting robbed or getting this or having no money or no work or stressing, I would have just called it quits and do something else. Um, same as the snorkels. Like, not to say my passion is drinking, but I definitely love partying, making people laugh, having a good time. Yeah. And if I just looked at snorkels to possibly make money, I wouldn't have done it because I just didn't know about it, didn't think they'd take off couldn't give a fuck i literally only did it so i could like get these in and rock up to the party of the boys and go oi and and, and it'd be the new thing for yeah, toy candy oi, yeah. let's fucking do these like it was more about me and my mates and shit like oi i got like now we can have proper snorkels um so it's all passion things i think as soon as you're finding like trying to chase the money it's like you know just finding the pot of gold at rainbow like you're running around oh this guy's making mad money on bitcoin i'm gonna like jump in and do that oh this guy's doing the stock market actually i'll do that oh no this guy does up like cars bro my mate kills it doing pipelines you should get a job with telstra and you're just like going boom 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 whereas if you actually just focused on to whatever you like doing it'll just the money will just come because you're so passionate about it that like that's why my snorkels are good because I'm not just buying and selling e-commerce, no branding. I'm out partying every weekend doing them. I'm like, fuck, these drip a bit. So I change them, make ones that don't drip. Oh, this is so annoying. I can't, I had a satchel. Yeah. I couldn't fit them in my satchel. You live your products. Yeah, so you let's, know let's, let's, let's make ones where you can roll them up in a bowl, put them in your satchel. So music festivals, all that. So I made the pocket snorkel. They went like nuts. We sold more of them <laughs> the pocket than snorkel, the yeah. original one. Um, because I'm passionate about it, everything's working the way, you know, Imagine if I had eye candy and I didn't like cars, I wouldn't have done up cars. Yeah. And everyone sees all my cars crazy, like bright blue, pink, green, slam, big wheels, crazy interiors. I sell probably more off my cars than than like anything else. Like people see my cars and go, can you do those color, or that, those wheels, that? And it all comes down to passion. I wouldn't have my done up cars if I wasn't passionate about it because I just wouldn't care. I'd go open the shop and then just whatever how it is and then I'd hop back in my fucking whatever I drive my Volkswagen stock car and go home but like people see like you know all of that and then they're like fuck I want what he's got I want this same as the partying I, I can actually really work in with my just with all work it just, just all works in with who Troy is as a person yeah and it's because I am I'm gonna drive this done up car whether it's my business or not so I would do well a snorkel whether it was my business or not I like I'm loving it I'm living it and, and shit like that and I think people just lose that like passion and that love and, and then the hardest thing is they go oh, I don't know what I'm passionate about or I'm passionate about dogs how can I make money doing dogs that's just stupid but like then you'll fly, think like fuck like a mate imported some dog collars and then custom leads and then yeah, yeah, yeah. before you know it they got this huge e-com store selling like really mad dog leads and they only thought about them because they love dogs so much that they're like man I walk my dog all the time and it doesn't have like this on it I'm going to add this on and like yeah, 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 you never yeah, yeah. see someone make bank off like something that they're not passionate about it like they'll make money because they're smart and they know how to e-com and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think like the the real thing is when you're enjoying it, you're loving it, you're passionate about it, you make the better product, the better marketing, 
Well, not only that, you've just told me how many times you've changed the product and changed the design of the product to make it even better because of your experience using it at your own fucking parties and own events and your yeah. mates using it. Yeah. So it's, it's not like you've just made one snorkel and then just that you've just, you've just dined out on it. Yeah. It's like you've always, you're always iterating on the product. So the Troy Candy brand, the snorkels, will still be going in like three or four years' time yeah. with other products in the line of Troy Candy because of the fact you're just passionate. Just you're, you're, you're like fuck what if i what if i do this and i yeah. create this and what if i create like a fucking water like a beer super soaker or something i don't know like yeah. what, whatever pops in your head but you've now got the brand that that it all it all folds off into. the back and even like the party outfits i don't know if you've seen yeah, where, yeah, where yeah, they yeah, like yeah. got patterns on them yeah yeah, yeah i used to just go out and get so blind that i'd spill shit all over myself and everyone would just give me shit but bro you like so i'm like fuck it I started like wearing matching top and bottom full floral shit and yeah. you couldn't tell when I yeah. spilt shit all over me Yeah, and then I just did it just because of that but then everyone started wearing it and I'm like fuck why don't I make my own brand yeah 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 so, do so you're doing from. that now yeah I've got like heaps of party outfits like you go on the website and there's like all these matching top and bottom floral mad for bucks work breakups fucking whatever um Glow in the dark thing, like literally, we were just fucking blind. Like one night at my house, and everyone was like, "Where the fuck's the snorkel?" I don't know. It was like just dark. And I was like, "Why can't you make it glow in the dark?" And I'm like, "Fuck, let's do it." Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sitting there like, "Um, hmm, how can I make more money?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sales are dipping in this, blah blah. I'm like, I literally just love it, and I'm like, yeah. "Fuck, let's do that. Let's do this." And I, and I, even with, even talking to you about this and talking about this whole journey, I, I can vibe the, your energy from the fact that you're doing something you're fucking passionate about. Yeah, like you're not passionate about uh, the, the police getting involved in certain things and obviously trying to c- cripple you that way. But like in terms of in terms of like everything branding wise and what you've created with the Troy Candy brand, it's like everything thing you're doing is just because you and your mates vibe it yeah it's, it's not forced it's like you say the glow in the dark snorkel is a prime example of that like you're in the kitchen it's fucking three in the morning you can't see the snorkel make it glow in the dark yeah. I, I love that shit yeah. i fucking love that yeah fair play to you mate fair play yeah, thanks bro to bit to to build to build a, a multi-million dollar brand off the back of doing something you would do anyway yeah it's just fucking phenomenal yeah. and that's what I want everyone to get out of this podcast today it's the fact that you've built this and everything that you do on the back of every lifestyle thing that you do so whether it's drifting you do, you do the drift products whether it's the wrap it, you wrap your car now you wrap other people's cars you do snorkels now everyone does snorkels yeah. you, do, you, you, wear, you wear your own clothing now everyone wears your own clothing you've yeah. got a sticker on your car now other people have got a sticker on their car like you do it first and then if everyone from your if everyone who follows you and likes your brand likes it then they do it too and then you know you've got a business model it's a great way of testing product yeah and that's well, that's what it comes down to when I do something people aren't like mm, there's a secret catch something shady he's just posting that for money people don't see that in me they're like if they see me doing something same as it when companies will offer me like big money to post their shit and if I like don't fuck with it I just yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. sorry I, I appreciate the offer that's a lot of money I love it but like I'm not gonna tell people to do that like yeah you know, 100%, 100%. even like um, I don't know fucking nicotine products stuff like that I'm like I don't smoke yeah you know yeah. like I'll post a vapes and shit cause I actually vape but I'll just stay or like fucking protein shit whatever like, yeah, like that's you're, you're just not, so you're fake. not you're not like, the gym guy yeah so, so why would you put that in your brand yeah. like me I go to the gym every day so I could do a protein yeah like I could be sponsored by a protein I could be sponsored by someone like maybe Gymshark or LSKD or someone like that because obviously that's the kind of stuff that I wear right yeah but but there was a clothing brand that, that DM'd me the other day and was like oh you know the first he said to me we'll send you it and you wear it and if you wear it you post it I'm like first thing is like don't 
don't really dictate to me what I'm doing because I don't even know if I like it yet so I don't even know if I'll wear it and yeah. second thing is like oh we'll, we'll pay you and I'm like but bruv I don't know I don't I don't really vibe your type of clothing it's yeah. very, it's very it's, it, I, I'm a white European guy and, and that that's like that kind of clothing is like what um, my mate my black mates in London would wear yeah. so it's not really it's not doesn't suit my style I'm fitted this is fucking baggy like Afro-Caribbean wear like I'm not gonna yeah. it, does, it doesn't even go with me yeah. So like I'm not going to take your money just for the sake of making a bit of Yeah, people can see that because when you start taking the money and doing everything people go fuck this guy will post anything. Yeah. This yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Fucking- yeah. And there's and th- and that is one of the problems with this with this influencer industry is the fact that um and not saying that you're an influencer but you have influence. Yeah. Um and you've created a brand off it but that's what's the problem with the influencer industry. You'll see one girl wearing Mona bikini one day and then she's wearing some other bikini next day and yeah. some other, and it's just she's like, going for the short term thing but all you do is just end up losing like credibility if you want to open your own brand no one's going to stick by it like yeah. you know people know when I post something they're like fuck he's fucking he loves this you know uh, mate, uh, honestly, like your story, mate, is very inspiring. Shake my hand. Thank you so <laughs> Thanks, much for Troy. your time on yeah. on the podcast today, guys. If you want to follow Troy, it's it's Troy Candy on on Instagram. Yeah, at, at Troy Candy. I'll put the. If you want to follow me, it's at Frankie Lee. If you're not already following me, you probably fucking already are. You should be. Um, if you if you if you like this, share it with your friends, and obviously just just drop Troy a message, drop me a message, let us know what you think of this podcast and sharing his journey because I'm buzzed about it. And also, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put links in the bio. In the bio of this podcast and YouTube and that to all of Troy's brands so you can check them out check out the snorkels check out the ECM clothing check out the the the, the, the workshops and that wherever you want to get stuff done um, really fucking appreciate your time listening guys and much love don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee podcast